If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The friend zone. Beyonce tried to do something I would love to sing with her. I'm mad for her. I think she's spectacular. I'd love to sing with Rihanna, Adele, but I don't know all the other girls. But I don't know Who all is the that? other girls. It's so funny that you picked that as what you wanted to say. <laughs> Barbara D. That was Barbara Streisand. Oh, you Babs. know we share a birthday? Of course what? you do because you're Same both birthday? the best at everything that there is to be good at. <laughs> April 24th. Barbara Streisand, the penultimate entertainer, right? <laughs> Fran, the penultimate Fran. Okay? <laughs> I was wondering what he was going to say. You know, I'm just saying. So... It's so funny. Every time Barbara Streisand is the type of artist, the type of entertainer, I should say, because she just she covers so many different facets of entertainment. She's an EGOT, which means that she's done her best at every single award you can win. Um, But when she's she's the type of person that when she opens her mouth, you fucking listen. Okay, you open up your ears. You shut your mouth and open your ears. And she was uh, giving an interview with none other than Robin Roberts, who we all know and love. So this was just full coverage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am paying attention and listening and believing what you two people say. And as you can see, uh, she expressed her interest in working with Beyonce. We all know that Beyonce went on to sing to her at the Kennedy Center Honors, where she sang uh, Memories which everybody loves, the Barbra Streisand song. Um, So that happened. And then we know that um, she expressed her love for Rihanna and also Adele. Um, And then she said, those other girls, I don't know them. (laughs) Now, two things here. One note is that she also did a duet, a feature on Mary J. Blige's Christmas album. Okay, so Barbra Streisand featured on Mary J. Blige's. They have a duet? Oh, Produced by David Foster. Wow. The entire Christmas yes. album is David Foster and Barbara Streisand and Mary have a duet. So Mary's excluded dope? from this. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Oh. Mary's excluded. Now, I, what I like, there's always a takeaway, right? We take away something enriching to make us better. Mm. What I learned from this is that you don't have to even focus on things that are not worth your time, things that will be distract you from your purpose and won't be beneficial for you. She didn't go on to name names of who she's not interested in. She simply, in her mind, grouped them all together <laughs> and separated them 
as something that was not going to be healthy or, or worthy of her focus, her <laughs> energy, and her time. She Barbara named the D. names that needed to be named and slammed on the floor, <laughs> you know, like cards if you're playing on the floor, Indian style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so after that, she went on about her business. She said, those other girls, I don't know them, meaning it's not even worth the time to address. Let's move on to something more important. I like that. And so I tell you all the hashtag this week is I don't know them. Okay. (laughs) And you can apply that to everything in your life that is distracting everything that is causing you pain, that is taking away from your focus of being your best. He got Barbara Streisand self (laughs) friend. Hey friend. Hey self. Okay. If it takes you away from that, you don't even know them. Hashtag, I don't even know them. And with that being said, most importantly understood, I would like to take a minute to ask a couple questions that need answers Q-Q-Q-Q-Q-Q. also. Thank you, questions that niggas is asking. Question one. Oh, gosh. Question one. Will Faith Evans Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Mimic her predecessor. Puerto Rican superstar, humanitarian, singer, songwriter, hand wrestling, man wrangler, Jocelyn Hernandez, (laughs) and open her dialogue with Mimi Faust with Hey Maid, but a singing version to add emphasis and shame. (laughs) Wait, are they about to be on the show together? Well, essentially a show called Life because Faith (laughs) Evans is married to Stevie J who has a daughter with Mimi Foss mm. and hey, Jocelyn, superstar, Puerto Rican, humanitarian, <laughs> singer, songwriter, hand wrestling, man wrangler. I'm you read it again. <laughs> Question <laughs> two. Uh, Will Bonnie Bella realize Jocelyn oh is Jocelyn and her first word be a deep, weighty, slow outcry of, Damn. <laughs> you know what? That one's my fault. Because in my mind, I was going to ask, what's Jocelyn's baby's name again? And he led that with. Question Trace. Question three. Will Mama D finally, <laughs> faithfully, and forever check yourself? Make like her teeth and fix it, AKA gone somewhere? Wow. With these questions being asked and most importantly understood, I want to take this opportunity to welcome wow. everybody to the Friend Zone, which is your, mine, and our weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Wow. Because the ultimate, the penultimate question that I needs to be answered is who in the hell back. wants a musty brain? You hear that radio silence? Me too. Hey, friend. <laughs> How you doing? I'm amazing. Before we get started, because you mentioned EGOT winners, we have to shout out John Legend. Shout out to none other than. Not only is he the first black man to win, but he's also the youngest EGOT winner Damn. to win. So, wham, bam. Shout out to John black Legend. Excellent. Shout out to John Legend. And shout out to him for also having a perfect debut album. That album oh made so many people lifetime John Legend fans. Oh, you just brought me back. I got to listen oh to it. Oh, my God. Gosh. Let's get lifted. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> damn, that piano. He was playing that piano. Yo, fingers so tight. Much I wanna show. Ooh, I'll, I'll take you high. Oh, y'all look so cute. <laughs> I can show you so much. I wanna show. Did y'all Ooh. see the video Christy posted of him? Uh, 
putting all of his awards on display next to each other on the show. Oh, oh. goddamn, what a moment. And he like stepped back and was just staring. I was like, ooh, that's, that's got to be something. <laughs> That's Ooh, power. You know, Man. speaking of power, we ain't there Ooh. yet. <laughs> I hope I hope we get a pow, 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 sound effect right there. Ty, hit me with a. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> I was so damn happy in honor of the greater Rita oh, Franklin. No. Yes. One of her last yes. albums was called So Damn Happy. So shout out to. No. It was a matter of fact. <laughs> Why'd I bring that We up? never really <sighs> gave Aretha Franklin a proper tribute here on the Friend Zone. So I want to take a pause for the cause. Yes. And do it one time for none other than Detroit's finest, Aretha Goddamn Franklin. And I know she would be all right with me addressing her as such because that's the kind of woman she was. She was fearless. She was ballsy. She broke all kind of records. She was one of the first ladies to get sexy with it. She got. <laughs> campaigns and you know did all of that shit and she broke barriers and she was black when it was really bad to be black it was even worse than it is now and she was unapologetically so also she sang some of the greatest songs that have ever been sung in life her voice was so big and bountiful and it birthed the sound of soul music singing in a gospel tinge style vocal over soul music pop music right she was number one the first one, hella Grammy, she did everything, and she fucking got buried in Red Pumps the first day. Now, she had changed clothes. <laughs> but the point was made when you saw her Ain't with Red Pumps crossed at the ankle. Yeah. your funeral. What a diva. Okay. Shout out to Aretha Franklin, everything about her. And, and in honor of her, don't take no shit, because Aretha Franklin didn't take no shit. What? Crystal and I were on the train, and we passed. What train were we on? I guess it was the one, maybe. The train, train, Where train. you pass it, the Franklin Street stop, and mm-hmm. they put respect yes. on top. Yes. I was like, oh, I love New York. Yep. We're so dope for shit like that. I was actually dope. at Crystal's house watching the damn funeral. Oh, when she was getting her hair yep. braided. What yeah. a funeral. What a funeral. Shout out to Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson. I promise Fantasia. I won't be here too far off track. No, really? But shout out to Jennifer Hudson and Fantasia. They both looked like, if you look at the steel shots, mm-hmm. there's a picture of Fantasia um, standing over Miss Aretha Franklin's casket. And she has on this black capelet. She has like the little net on like a little black pillbox hat. She mm-hmm. literally, it looked like a shot from like, the 60s, like when Coretta Scott King and then would be right, at funerals. Like the black and white Her guy. and Jennifer Hudson, Yolanda Adams, the usual Shaka suspects. Khan. Her, Jennifer Hudson, Yolanda Adams, <laughs> I am part of this conversation. Ooh. They came to do what they had to do. Right. The usual suspects, I like to call them the Holy Tribute Trinity, okay? Because that's what they were. They came and did what they had to do. Shaka Khan. Okay, on the other hand, you know, she was, showed up with words on a fan. I mean, you, you gotta know. do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, why didn't she? Why didn't she? That right there, the words on the fan, I was feeling that. Was that. Innovative. <laughs> Who don't know the words to going up to y'all there? I was feeling I was like, okay, you better have you a backup on. Look, function. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was looking forward to Shaka because I had I too. Rachel Dozal hands <laughs> had faith in Shaka at a funeral. It's Aretha Franklin's funeral. If it's ever been a time to sing with your, you said you had faith. Taint, yes. <laughs> not Faith Hill. No, now she didn't have no faith, and I like Faith Hill. <laughs> I do too. I thought she was really gonna do all right because <laughs> Faith Hill too. sings. Maybe the nerves got y'all got heard the best Breeze. Of her. Yo, 
I don't know what I think she was partying the night before. She chugged me this time to throw a couple back. That's, how, oh, that's what she God. said. Come on, let's go throw a couple back. Let's go on and throw a couple Why back. Why do you do this? She like will. This. Come on and let's throw a couple back. Go to the uh, go to the liquor store and use a lasso in the freezer to get oh, a six pack. <laughs> okay, Faith Hill. She's a fun girl. Yo, you're she visual. seems like a fun girl. I'm you're telling visual. you. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Faith Hill. I'm sorry. Faith Did y'all Hill. watch Black Girls Rock? Yes, I, we, I didn't get to catch it. it. You did it. I didn't get to catch I thought, it. No. I don't know why I thought you caught it. Well, I, you know what you just did. You saved me from talking about it during the TV land because I can give you a Cliff Notes version here because it's really only no, one thing I want to talk about. Let's wait for it if that's what you want to talk about. But if about. y'all didn't watch it, I could just let it out. Right. No, that way your TV land will be a recap for those of us who okay. didn't watch it. Because so they even going to replay it. Because I was going to give you all the Cliff's notes about <laughs> one performance. Went Fantasia, right? Yes. And one honoree. <sighs> Lena Waithe. Mary J. Well, her too. She was good. <laughs> but Mary- Lena Waithe got up there and fucking... Re- See, let me just be quiet. Because Lena <laughs> right, Waithe we'll represented. We'll she represented. Right. So, okay, let's rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. How are your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> weekend was good. I know y'all's weekend was good too. <laughs> what did you do? Shout out to the Southern Heritage Classic. Yeah. Um, yes. The Friend Zone was so fortunate to be a part of the HBC Union presented by McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just a great opportunity for us to connect with our audience in Memphis and witness this great display of black unity, celebration of education, people so proud. Um, to have been educated in their alma maters. It was just amazing to see. Um, It was very motivating. Yeah, so positive. Um, And what I loved was seeing the generations, right? The moms and the daughters and everybody, the grandparents. Some of them was aunties, I'm sure. Right. You know, seeing all of those people at that um, in that same space and some of the legacy students who talked about how their whole family had gone to those institutions and they knew not to even ask to go down the street. Yes, it was great to talk to all the students from uh, Tennessee State University and Jackson State University, which were both Tigers, which was funny to me. Um, and they had to keep saying who the best Tigers were. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, it was a really amazing experience to be able to talk to all the people about you know, their pride of HBCU and how the HBCUs, you know, treat the whole person and all that. I think it's really, really dope for to watch black people have such pride in their institutions. And I just thought that that was amazing to be a part of that, that conversation. And we'll be able to have a full recap for you guys on next week's <coughs> episode. We can delve into, you know, deeper details of it because we'll actually be able to share a clip of the conversation we had. <laughs> Yes. Queen Radio. <laughs> and while we're at it, for those of you interested in catching us live, we are still on tour. Yes. So don't forget to go to thefriendzonelive.com if you want to get tickets. Coming up next, September 22nd, where we will be in Toronto. So, you know, I can't wait to go. I love Toronto. You know, I've been running through the six with my world. So, (laughs) you you know how that shit goes. I can't wait to be back in Toronto. I can't wait to be in Toronto with you guys. I can't wait to be in Toronto seeing all of you beautiful people come out to see us. And then after that, October 5th, we're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love being in the South, I must say. I cannot hate. Um, October 13th, Seattle, Washington. December 14th, Washington, D.C. 
uh, VIP is limited in some of those cities, and it might be sold out in some of those other cities. So get your tickets now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. And we're also able to finally announce the next stop of our HBC Union collaboration. And yes. we'll be at the Birmingham, Alabama. What is it? The Magic? Magic City Classic, The Magic baby. City Classic. Not that Magic City. <laughs> well, it's it's the Magic City Magic Classic. City. Yes. So we'll be there on October 27th. I'm very, very excited about that. You guys, we kind of, you know, hinted at it on Twitter a little bit, and you guys were already in the comments like, yes! Okay, so come out. We're going to be tailgating. It's amazing. That'll be my second one, because this past one was my first, so I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. And then uh, we'll let you guys know the rest of the stops as we get more information. But Toronto... We will see you on the 22nd of September. So many dates for us to remember. I'm bad at this. Right. Um, so please grab your tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. With that being said. And you- most importantly, <laughs> purchased. <laughs> <laughs> Secured. Let's jump into the recap of last week's episode, which was so funny. Listening back, I was like, we oh are fools. Gosh. Like all of us together. It's too much. XD and Jade. They're two Amazing. of the funniest Treasures. people. And also, make sure that you guys, by the time you hear this, you'll be a tad bit late. But make sure you go to Jade's Twitter, Jade of All Jades on Twitter or Instagram, wherever you follow her, and wish her a happy, happy birthday. birthday. Send her love. Tell her we sent you. She's so, an old bitch. We had an episode <laughs> called Random Acts of Podcasting featuring Jade and XD, where we talked about we talked about a lot of things. A lot of <laughs> we things. talked about death. Uh XD was saying he wants to be turned into a diamond. Jade yes. was saying she wants to be turned into weed. It was a very <laughs> random conversation. Yes. But we also discussed Both great choices, my dad. <laughs> we discussed uh as creatives who are working, you know, different people are working on TV shows, what the challenges are with the heightened sensitivity of this online generation. Are you taking that into account, what people may say or feel, inclusivity? Um, or are you just going to create what you want to create? And we all had a lot of different thoughts about that. And as always, you guys had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? I want to shout out Nicole in the emails. Uh, she had a lot to say about... Well, the, it actually says, thank you for releasing me from love never was and never should have been. <laughs> I have been drudging through love is and thought it was just me. I'm torn between wanting to support. However, it's so toxic mentally that I feel like I'm back in college dealing with cheating shenanigans from boyfriends I swore I would marry. Um, P.S. Random acts of flyness is better than I thought, but I personally feel like nothing new was said for me to learn. However, it did spark conversation between me and my husband about things I thought he knew but didn't, specifically the rape episode and barbecue scene and our interpretations. I just thought that uh, it was dope that she brought that up because sometimes you'll watch something and I think maybe certain people will think, oh, I'm, I've seen this conversation before. But then other people might not have grasped it in, you know, whatever lights it was presented in. And I thought that that was pretty dope because, you know, the rape scene was, you know, real hard for me to watch, but I could only imagine how hard it would be for someone that had actually experienced something. Like, it, it didn't trigger me, but I could only imagine having to be put in these situations where you have to defend like a perspective that someone else might not have ever connected with as well. So I thought that was interesting to share from Nicole. I also wanted to quickly share from Lauren, who uh, the subject says, love from Claw's crew. 
After listening to last week's episode, I just wanted to drop a quick line and say the friend zone has fans on in, on TNT's claws. My name's Lauren, and I assist the series creator as well as supervise the nail department. I've listened to the show for a long time, and listening is part of my morning routine. So I started playing it in the trailer before we go to set in the mornings, and it never fails to spark a longer conversation for the day. So I just want to say shout out to Lauren because you know I love claws, I love Desna, I love Holly, I love everybody on there, and you know <laughs> if you need me to come do a cameo or something, I would love to. I'm just saying. <laughs> just had to shout that Shameless out. Shameless plug. Okay. What about you, friend? What did you find in them SoundCloud streets? Shelly Wilson said, Hey, friend, hey, love is is showing you different <laughs> because even though they had issues and red flags, you still can see a real relationship. The process... <laughs> I'm sorry. The process of a real relationship that did not involve social media. It's a time frame that your generation is not familiar with. As a I don't like the way this is going. I ain't even going for it. Wait, hold on. As a 90s baby. I don't know who's a 90s baby in this room. Um, It also shows how you can go through hell and back, but true love can withstand. And then she said, love after lockup. I can't with Dustin. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But so, <laughs> you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. I just, for me, these conversations about love having to be a mess and hard and, you know, challenging. And then to see if you're going to endure that, like enduring love. I personally am over that. I've done it enough, it, and it's just I feel like I've learned enough of those lessons, and I'm I'm ready for new ones. But you're entitled to your. It thing. ain't going down like that over <laughs> here. <laughs> there are people that that's you know they that's the norm. Think of how many people think that like you have to have it hard for it to right. you know mean something. Right. Me, no, Not, right. So let's agree to disagree, Shelly. But and nineties baby. Not none of us. Shelly gone somewhere. Stop. Leave her alone. Dustin, who'd you find in the Twitter street? Shelly. That's who I found in the Twitter street. Stop. I'm just playing. Hey, Shelly, boo. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Alex Rees at Maybe Alex is Lost. Wow. Who uh, tweeted a video of quoting Miss Michigan, Emily Sioma. What she said was, from the state with 84% of the U.S. fresh water, but none for its residents to drink, I am Miss Michigan Emily Sioma. That is uh, at the the Miss America 2019 pageant that just took place. So I thought that was very brave and fly of her to do. So I enjoyed that. I also want to give give a shout out, excuse me, to Willis. I'm not even going to say the net, the last name, but the Twitter account is Badass Bowlegs with a Z, okay. who tweeted uh, the first and only full service black owned salon in Connecticut. Talk to me nice with a video showing the salon that is really, really nice. Full service, like esthetician chairs, yes. all this shit. So go to that account. If you're in Connecticut, go get your hair done because hers is cute. Her last name is just really vulgar, so I just can't even do it. I can't even listen to the word. Badass without thinking of Asante's Twitter name. <laughs> That's not my Twitter oh, name no more. It was Bussy Badass. That's right. It's Bussy Don't Badass Google. in Don't the Google building. That. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Michael Arsenal at Young Cynic. Yay. Um, who 
Shout out to his book. He's a New York Times bestselling author. What I can't dare Jesus. Honor. What a moment, right? So shout excellence. out to him. Black excellence. But he made a great point, I thought. This ain't even about being funny, but he said, for everything said about her, Robin Crawford has been the most respectful towards Whitney Houston and her memory after her passing. And she has. There's been so many rumors, so many stories, so many accusations, so many mentions of Robin Crawford and her friendship or whatever ship with Whitney. Right. Whatever ship, whatever shit with Whitney, whatever it was, it was their business. And she said absolutely nothing in all this time. So shout out to her. She's a real one to me in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also would like to give a huge shout out to boom, 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 at Marita Applehead, who loves the show. And so shout out to her for loving the show. Her Twitter name is lovely Marita Meter Maid. And she said, look at Dustin, I got bored and did a thing. And she made one of those damn Colin Kaepernick memes with my face <laughs> that says the grandma is the baby. I saw that in that yes. screen. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so shout out to her. And also shout out to her for getting it right about these Colin Kaepernick memes, right? It's only funny if you if you make it, it look funny. like his. Right. So just because it's a picture of somebody and it's black and white, that doesn't make it work. <laughs> it has to be a front, full-on headshot and just the of their font. face. Same font, please. Same placement of the font. If you ain't going to do it right, stay your ass. Keep it on the playground. Shout out to Monique. <laughs> Say names. Either keep it on the playground when it comes to the Colin Kaepernick Oh, memes. my God. And I thank you. And speaking of books... <laughs> I wanted to shout out our friend Duray McKesson. Shout out to yes. Duray. Who recently released his first book, On the Other Side of Freedom, The Case for Hope by Duray McKesson. And please go ahead and grab that. He's actually in the middle of a 16-city tour. Wow. He just had a stop in Harlem. I believe he had his D.C. stop. Or I think he had two stops in New York, actually. Um, definitely check his Instagram and his Twitter. I know his Instagram is I am Duray. Uh, check it out so you can see if he's stopping in a city near you. And most importantly, grab that book. I have it on Audible. I saw it on the table of new releases at Barnes & Nobles. Yes. Wherever you grab books, make sure you support the homie. And shout out to you, DeRay. This mm -hmm. is awesome. Everyone's doing great things. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Are y'all ready? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I have a question. Question. <laughs> so... Unless you have been living under a rock, uh, I'm sure you're aware of Fashion Week under a rock, and the uh, festivities. Uh, 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 <laughs> you have sorry. a song for it? A you song has a rock. song for everything. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so we witnessed, uh, we saw a video where Cardi was <laughs> throwing a shoe at Nicki Minaj and... I was going to say Rod Digger just to take a dig at Marlon. <laughs> hey, Marlon. That's my friend, that dude McFly. He had a tweet go viral saying that it was Rod Digger. Um, later, we found out it was Rod Ali from which show? She's been on Love & Hip Hop. Wasn't she on an episode of uh, Black Ink Crew, I think, fighting one of the girls? Yeah, Sky beat her ass on Black Ink Crew. <laughs> yeah. On TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Well... There was an altercation between all of these ladies mentioned at the Harper's Bazaar uh, icon, icon event. Mm -hmm. So that was something. Now, there's been a big debate. Obviously, I personally don't want to like delve so deeply into the personal lives of both women because it's not usually 
I don't usually extract the convo to talk about people, but more so like what lessons can we learn <laughs> from the situation mm-hmm. if we uh, use it and kind of integrate it into our own lessons, our own journeys. So I'm curious, at this point in Cardi's career, mm-hmm. there's a side of the internet that's saying, listen, if she's about that life, she's about that life. It doesn't matter if she's under the white gaze because a lot of people were like, how could you act like that in front of white people? Uh, mm-hmm. Or the oh, other side. Oh, you meant side, G-A-Z-E. Oh, you thought I meant white gaze. <laughs> I, I, thought meant G- I thought you meant the white gaze. You know. <laughs> no, the white gaze. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't. As soon as I said it, I saw your face. And then there's the other side of saying, you know, this is she stooped beneath her level at this point. Yeah. She's huge. She's breaking all these records. I felt like every week she was breaking a new Billboard record. Um, all these features, new baby, multimillionaire, went from being an Instagram personality to a legend, an icon in the music industry and pretty much in media. So I'm curious, do you think if you have been about that action your whole life? I love, uh, I think it was Wayne on Everyday Struggle. He was like, she's been poor longer than she's been rich. <laughs> So, you know, he was like, we got to remember that people are expecting something of her that, you know, she might not have stepped into yet. So I'm curious, what do you guys think? Should you continue to be about that action or should you kind of step back and be like, I can't afford to mess with the bags now at this point? I love the fact that you're calling it about that being about About that action. action. I like that. (laughs) And I like every time you say it. It's making me laugh. So dope. So what's, what's up? What's this that is friend, and this is about that action. <laughs> about that action at five. <laughs> so what do you think? What side of the internet are you on, or what side of the conversation, I should say? Um. So first and foremost, I I, I like that Cardi's about that action, <laughs> and uh, she's been about that action, and she actually I just remember seeing reports of her fighting two strippers last week or some shit. So. Right. If she's gonna be doing that shit, I wouldn't. I'm not surprised that she's gonna do some shit at a Harper's Bazaar event. You know, she was on Love and Hip Hop, known for fighting. She'd been on her Instagram fighting, and not to say that she should just, you know, be she rich now. She should be past that. The woman still sits on Instagram Live, <laughs> you know, going off on shit. And not to say that nobody else does, because it, it's you know, women in their forties, fifties, you know, going up on Instagram about some shit. But Cardi, she's been she's been like this. And not to say that because she has money, she's gonna she should pump her brakes on it. But I feel like she hasn't connected in her head what it means or what it looks like for her to be in the media fighting like this. Or maybe she hasn't seen what the effect is. And I don't even really I'm not part of the conversation that says, well, I like that she fought because she's defending her child. I like that she fought because I always know her to be a bitch that fights. So, like, the fact that she's true to that, even at this fucking event, like, bitch, I don't care what event we at. Like, I'm still going to have it with you. Because me, I'm not like that. I'm very level-headed. I'm very much, I'll talk myself out of some shit because I don't want to jeopardize a whole bunch of shit anyway. Like, but for people that are like that and consistently, like, I think that it gives her authenticity. And as a fan of hip-hop and people that rap and say that they about they do certain shit, I like that Cardi can actually back that shit up. And even Nicki... For what she did, you know, she has enough stake to have bars in this as well. So I like the fact that they both, you know, stood their ground how, how they did. <laughs> if you will. 
What do you think, Dustin? Dustin's face is cracking me up. <laughs> so I think that, number one, I'm very proud of, like, Cardi and the path that she has taken to get her to this point of fame uh, yeah. and superstardom, right? What a trek. What a what a journey. Like, what a fucking story. So we all were a part of that. So we've been so happy for, like, all of her wins. You know what I mean? And so to see her become a fashion girl who literally sits front row next to Anna Wintour and who, you That know, was a bugged out picture. Like, crazy, right? <laughs> like, this is Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> um, her sister, you know, being featured in Vogue with her partner. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these things, all these looks that she's getting... We kind of expect, we kind of value these opportunities and we see everything that she does as something of like a statement of recognition, you know what I mean, on behalf of whoever of her. So we are excited about her leveling up essentially. So that's why there's this chatter about, you know, was it good or was it bad? And that's why there's this conversation of, you know, not we're shocked that she fought, but was it detrimental to her continuing to continuing rather to be successful, you know, and continuing to get these looks? Everybody's scared that she's damaged that and damaged her reputation of the white G-A-Z-E, <laughs> not G-A-Y-S. Right. Right. So there's that part. Then when I look at it through my own lens and I definitely understand, you know, protecting your brand, I understand, you know, um, measuring your steps accordingly to ensure that you're successful and that, you know, you evolve with each thing that you do. I get that. That's the, literally what I'm trying to do right now. I also, however, understand that there are things and triggers that I have that will cause me to whoop somebody's ass at wherever at I may week. be at the time. You know what I mean? Now, that doesn't mean that I would be reckless enough to just let some silly disagreement or, you know, something that I can totally ignore or work past, you know, or process internally, you know, get me to that point where someone may deserve to get slapped, but it may not be something that is such a big deal or whatever, personal or whatever to me to make me forsake, you know, my own dignity um, of presentation, I guess, in the moment, right? However, though, I also know that there's a part of me that, you know, look, sometimes you don't have any recourse but to go ahead and beat somebody's ass. Go ahead and put your hands on a person when it's warranted. So there are things that can happen to get me there. So that part makes me understand Cardi making that choice. Not necessarily in that moment, but making the choice, right? Then you have to factor in Cardi B, her personality, who she has shown us all to be up until this point. She's a rapper. We've had several conversations about how we've kind of lost our faith in rappers' real lives reflecting their lyrical content. This is an opportunity for a rapper's real life to reflect her lyrical content. <laughs> you know, there's also, from a historical perspective or view, this is an iconic moment in time, right? Yes. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, two artists that big getting into a physical brawl, right? So crossing so many lines and getting into a physical brawl at New York Fashion Week in couture ball gowns, it's just it's just an iconic moment in entertainment, okay? And the photos will go down legendarily in history. Cardi B being escorted out of the, out of the facility barefoot in this beautiful, deep red. The color even was just like... I don't know. It's just surreal to me that this happened to see her scooting around in that 
footage that people had, you know, in that dress. And then, like I said, the pictures of her being escorted out to me, it's just an iconic moment in time. And I think it will actually only elevate Cardi. It's only going to make yes. her become more noteworthy. Yes. We saw her at Tom Ford lipstick. Yes, sold, sold out. out. I don't think it's even out yet. Wow. <laughs> I think it was like a pre-order. So, and this has nothing to do, my view has nothing to do with who I feel is right or wrong or anything like that. I'm just speaking about the moment and right. the choices right. that were made, you know? That's it. <laughs> I want to be fair because when we talk, we had this, a similar conversation about Nikki and whether like Queen Radio is smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was saying, I think she has to do what she wants to do. You know, at the end of the day, what's smart is what she feels needs to be done in that moment. Right. And she's the only one that is going to reflect on whether that was smart or not. Whatever we say is just whatever we say. So I want to be fair and give that same thing to Cardi where that's what she felt like doing in that moment. In that moment, it was that serious. It was that important. As someone stepping outside of that and looking at her... Even with Asante, you're saying, like, she's authentic to her lyrics. That was the biggest argument I kept seeing online. People saying, like, well, at least she keeps it real. You know, she's about that action in her songs, blah, blah, blah. The thing about that that bothers me, though, I have to be honest, is authentic to what? When you're in the hood fighting and beating people's asses and getting your ass beat, that's nothing to be authentic about. That's survival. Because you have no other choice. You know what I mean? You're Broke, hungry, everyone's pissed, schools are shitty, grocery stores are shitty, you got piss and chicken bones in the elevator, somebody is robbing you when you come home. Like, there's nothing to be authentic to that we don't deserve to live like that. You make it work, and to make it work, you have to adapt your behavior a lot of the times to what will allow you to survive the circumstance you're in. So I get like anxious and people are like you know at least she's keeping it real i i want her to get out of the uh survival mode because she doesn't have to anymore you know what i mean you you made your money you're in a craft that you of your choice this isn't something you have to do you get to do what you want to do you got your baby you got the man that you clearly want because she's still by his side so she's in thriving mode now that's this completely different software your body no longer has to figure out how you're going to make rent. Remember, she used to tell stories about, like, she'd be stripping, getting on the train at, like, 4 in the morning and, like, exhausted and then waking up the next day to do it for how many hours. And then she, I think she also mentioned she was working in, like, a grocery store across the street from the, the joint she ended up working in. So I just want her to thrive, you know? And I think the only thing that makes me anxious about it is that you can't, you can't step into a new life if you're going to be doing a lot of the same old shit. And I, and I only thing I kept thinking was like, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? You don't have to fight this shit. Uh, for what? In the grand scheme of your life plans, what does this moment really matter? When you think of breaking charts, when you think of you coming from Instagram and sitting front row fashion shows, which at the end of the day doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. But in the grand scheme of mobility and social mobility and her being able to do what the fuck she wants to do now, because everything is perception in this game. 
she can do anything. She's up there in what, you know, quote unquote, upper echelons. So why risk that? <laughs> you know what I mean? For what? She's not going to even remember this situation in a year. That's what I always, when I can feel someone getting under my skin, the first thing, and I've mentioned this before on the show, I ask myself, is this going to matter in a year? Is this going to matter in five years? Am I going to remember this person's name? This situation that they're, you know, triggering me in is getting me hot right now, but does it really matter in the grand scheme of my plans? And if I can honestly say no, then I'm not going to give you my energy. Because my energy is better suited getting me to stay in a space of thriving. So that's my only thing. At the end of the day, it's what she felt she wanted to do. And like I said, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Because this is her, her lesson to figure out. You know, I don't know how she felt when she went home, looked in the mirror and saw that knot. <laughs> we don't know if she felt like, damn, that was fucking crazy. I put my money on. I don't give a fuck. Oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Either she felt crazy and was probably like she could have been mortified or because deep down, we don't know how people feel deep down. People can have a lot of rah-rah or she could genuinely have been in the house just hype like. You know, I did that. <laughs> we don't know, though. We don't I think know. That, that same license that you speak of where she can now, you know, in regards to, like you said, social mobility and even opportunity. She yeah. can literally do whatever she wants She's to do now. She's at the top right now. And I think that that is exactly what gave her license to go ahead and, you know, do what some people would perceive as losing control. Mm-hmm. I think that's what gave her license. I think that she was like, I don't give a fuck and it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, even if all the fame is taken away, which this speaks to exactly what you said about her still being in survival mode. Right. I think that her rationale was it doesn't matter. I'm rich. And at the end of the day, I'll be OK tomorrow. So fuck that shit. I'm getting ready to disrupt all of this order. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. And do what I need to do. She looked so beautiful that night, too. I was looking at um, some <laughs> she video. Did. For, oh I my saw God. pictures of Great, before yeah. the fight. And her, I was watching her standing. It was it's so, this is why I'm fascinated. Because low-key, I told you guys, excuse me, in Memphis this weekend, I'm fascinated with this fight, right? <laughs> and so I've been watching all the footage from, like, them on the carpet before during the fight, all the different More angles. footage has yeah. come out. Oh, boy. And so, like, there's footage of Cardi literally walking onto the carpet, um, being photographed, and then stepping down a little bit further and being interviewed, and just watching her in that dress and seeing, literally, she looks so, so pretty. And seeing that and then watching, you know, her demeanor, you know, and knowing that there was a shift that took place and she began to, you know, get, what is it called, friend? about that action she began to become about that action um that's i guess that's what the b stands for cardi about that action right but um yeah and so to know that that shift took place and seeing those vi- that video footage i'm just fascinated by all of this which is may it may be a bad thing maybe i'm I mean, supporting it's entertainment at the end of the yeah. day we're wired to to be entertained by things like that so i get it my I'm team just, is entered. And I don't, <laughs> And to be honest, I don't think this is going to ruin her career. No. I don't think that at all. I don't think... I think it may... Um, it may have certain people. Like, maybe I kept thinking of, like, uh, what's her name? Anna Wintour. Like, someone like that maybe would be like, eh. You know, like, I don't know if I want her, like, 
sitting next to me at Fashion Week. I'd be scared to tell her not to sit next to her now, though. Like, I don't want this crazy bitch next to me, but... You know, people who are perceived as upper echelon, I could see them being a little bit like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to touch that, you know? But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is going to affect her negatively. The reality is her her main fan base who's paying for her concerts uh, when she starts them and... And supporting her lipsticks and whatever else, whatever else, and her movies, I mean her movies, her streams, that's not going to go anywhere. If anything, I think this will make her bigger and bigger and bigger because people are excited by this. I'm I'm fascinated. Fascinated. I just, I just think it's interesting to see. I'm, I'm interested to see what will come of this. My only concern is her as as a human, like from an emotional level. I just want her to stop being... You know, the the girl that has to be looking over her shoulder the whole time about, like, what's happening. You know, because that, to me, I think of, like, obviously from a wellness perspective, I'm thinking of, like, she's in a constant fight or flight. And, like, I just want her to enjoy her riches. You know what I mean? Enjoy your riches. Enjoy your creativity. Enjoy your career. And you don't, like, Nikki is, is, because this is Nikki now, but what if, Someone like who's next? You know, what if someone else? I was I was having this combo. I think it was with Michelle. I was like, people are gonna see that that gets her hyped, and it can become a topic of conversation, and then people are gonna start trolling, which they've been doing. Which she responds to because it's easy that you know you're gonna get to her. So I'm like, I don't want people to start trolling just to get, you know to get in that limelight and be the topic of conversation because you know she's that big at this point, and she'll get you up there. So let's As take a it, trending topic. Let's take it back and make it a little bit more light, right? And just mm-hmm. enjoy the fun of the fight, right? Oh, gosh. So, like, they had on, like, she had that big-ass red dress on, like, the dancing emoji. But the, <laughs> thing, but the thing was, it reminded me of, like, those Victorian, remember, like, those big Victorian ball mm-hmm. gowns and even, like, the architecture of where they were. I was just like, oh, man, this is really going down, like... It's just so exciting. Like, I can't, I'm so, like, fascinated by this. And I wish, I, I thought, or wish I could have been there. What would you have done? Looked. Oh, Shit, that's, that's what I would have did. I'd have been like, ooh. That would type of pandemonium in? Hell amazing. no, I wouldn't have jumped in. I can't, I'm not touching that. Hell no, I'm not okay. jumping in. But I would have watched. Because if the wrong thing would have happened from any of them, they would have been trying to sue you for some shit. And it's like, wait a minute, I was just standing <laughs> I'm more worried about you know never mind I don't even want to say that so yeah I, I would have just watched and been I would have been so aware that I was a part of like pop culture history by seeing this mm-hmm. that I would have just wanted to take it all in of course there's so many security there I would have known it wasn't going to get too crazy right. you know what I mean so I just would have sat back and shut up and watched it and just been like, man, I can't believe I'm witnessing this. It's like seeing a solar eclipse or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like some once in a, you know. Right. Was there anyone who shared their opinion of it that you felt that you sided with them? Because I watched a lot of, who did I watch? I watched Everyday Struggle talk about it. I think I watched Funky Dineva. Shout out to Funky Dineva. Shout out to Funky love um, I forget who else. But a lot of different media personalities and Pretty much everyone had, like, different perspectives. So it was really interesting to see how people felt about it. Was there anyone that you agreed with or, like, wholeheartedly disagreed with? Um, 
my perspective has been a little bit different because like I told you, I'm just completely enamored with the fact that this is like a historic moment in <laughs> pop culture, you know? So I've just kind of taken it that way. So the, the opinion pieces that people have been creating and the videos and stuff, I just take them kind of for what they are. So I haven't even thought of whether or not I agree or disagree with anybody. I've been entertained though. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's been entertaining to hear like Kevin from the Scorpion show talk about it. Oh, okay. James Caldwell, you know, one of my favorite YouTubers hearing all those people talk about it has been great. Um, but I, for me, like I said, I'm just really enjoying the moment <laughs> and I keep looking like that picture of Cardi being escorted out of there barefoot coming down the steps. There was some picture from like 1455. It's like a real famous like piece of art. And it's back when the people used to do like this. I'm sorry y'all can't see this, but Fran and Asante can, and they'll be able to contribute with conversation. So look, y'all, remember the pictures where the people used to be like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's a picture <laughs> like that, and it's they put it side by side with Cardi being escorted out, and it was so crazy because the guy that was doing like this. Back when the pictures, when people with names, names was like Augustus and stuff. <laughs> what? He had on like a red, you know, like, I don't want to say a toga, but maybe that's what it's called. But like that red fabric going around. It was mm-hmm. red. And it was like draping. And her dress was red and pleated and feathered, ruffled rather than feathered. So just the comparison is how she was just, it's just iconic. It's I wonder how the, which, what designer made that dress? I think Dolce & Gabbana, but I'm not sure. Can you imagine? I wonder how they feel <laughs> that their like, oh, dress shit, is like infamous. In yes. <laughs> you gotta ask what color this dress is. Remember that dress I was going on? Do you see gold and white or black and blue? Oh my god! You ain't gotta ask with this dress. Everybody knows exactly what color this dress was. And the video where they showed that her ass was like hanging out. Oh my god! I said how metaphoric. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> She literally showed her ass that night. You know, everybody is saying she showed her ass. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It looked good, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, from the little, uh, I think you were seeing it between the little bars. Mm -hmm. People just posting all kinds of crazy videos. Yeah, because, you know, one thing you can make out is ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how distorted the view may be. One thing you can pretty much make out, I mean, even in the dark. Okay, you can make out ass. So, did y'all listen to Queen Radio? I did. Did you what did you hear Nikki talk about her or no? Mm-hmm. What did Nikki say? Um she said a lot of stuff and like I said, I ain't trying to get into the, you know, it's not about whose side I'm on or anything like that, but the points that she was making was that Cardi um has gotten as far as she's gotten because of sympathy and payola. Wow. That's literally what she said. Um, she was saying that she basically feels like Cardi is dumb because why would you jeopardize? Like, do you know how blessed you are? And you're going to jeopardize all that shit. And then she went the extra mile to prove that she felt like she didn't talk about Nikki's, I mean, Cardi's uh, child. But she had a Twitter user call in or Twitter or Instagram. I want to say Twitter. Maybe Instagram, I don't know. The point is, she had somebody call in who said they had firsthand experience with Cardi B disrespecting their kid, saying some really, like, you know, alcohol I'm actually stuff. I'm really, like, figure out how to get in touch with this person. That's, and for me, that, I don't know. Let me shut up. But Queen yeah, podcast. like, I mean, but why? <laughs> like, to me, it's the same argument. Like, the same thing can be said for you going that far. Like, why are you... Never, let me just be quiet. So... That's what happened on Queen Radio today. And she also said that she couldn't go into detail about the actual incident. 
for legal reasons. So Right. So we know what that yeah. means. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious and maybe don't have the best ways of coping? We do our best, our damn best on the friend zone to make sure we leave you feeling good. But everybody could use a little extra. That's why we're so excited to partner with Calm, which is the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of Calm can change your whole day. No wonder it was named Apple's 2017 App of the Year, straight from Apple. Interested in trying? Go to calm.com slash friendzone and get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs like guided meditations on anxiety, stress, focus, and relationships with a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm, sleep stories, which are like bedtime stories for grown-ups, and so much more. For a limited time, the Friend Zone listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash friendzone. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content. Get started today at calm.com slash friendzone. That's calm.com slash friendzone. And I totally co-sign this because I love that app. There it is. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> So here's my question to y'all. So let's say in your respective careers, you finally reach what would be considered the pinnacle. You're at the top of your game, highly respected, world-renowned. And maybe there's a peer or a rival, Mm -hmm. if you believe in that, or someone who's just been throwing shots, subliminals. The world knows that this person does not see it for you and you've been keeping it cool, not saying anything, and they just continue to throw shots. And I know a lot of people can relate to this. This doesn't even have to be in the scheme of fame. This can be whatever it is the pinnacle of your career is, whether it's, you know, in your office, corporate, teaching, acting, whatever the case may be. What do you do? Do you just let this person continue to take shots and take the quote-unquote high road and always just ignore them? Or do you finally, do you say something behind the scenes? Do you think you would, anyone can get you to the point where you lose control publicly? Never. I would never, ever even want to be associated with anyone who was throwing subs at me publicly, like in a spat. So no one can get that side never. of you? Never. No, I'll tell ever, a joke first. Ever, in any ever. case. no. However, on the flip side of that, if I see you, right, and I'm aware of some shit like that, I'm not going to tweet about it or, you know, make an Instagram video or do any subs or anything like that. I would never even, you know, engage or mention it, period. But if I seen you in public, I would definitely address you without a doubt. Like, I would absolutely address you. And that doesn't mean we fist fight unless... You know, but that I would I have too much respect for myself to even give you the satisfaction of a fist fight. But I would address you personally and get my motherfucking point across. <laughs> but, but what if you were I, famous and this is not someone you famous. could like find or just hit up? Like it's just it's literally another famous person that the only way you probably could nip it in the bud is to say something publicly. I would not. It just would have to stay where it was because I wouldn't. I don't care about. Anybody, like, forming an opinion based off of that. The fact that I'm not speaking is speaking volumes. Right. So it's not even anything to be discussed. And then if I ever saw that person 
I would address it then. Oh, and that's thanks. when the headlines would come. <laughs> yeah. And people would understand, though, because the time has literally reflected what has ha- taken place. Right. So it wouldn't even be a question at that point. That's when you whoop the ass, Cardi. You wait until, like, you wait until you're not at that kind of party. You're at the other kind of party where there's really no cameras allowed. And that's when you go up on them and be like, what's really hood, bitch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Funky Dynamo was saying he wishes she had waited to do this at, like, the BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> or the Source Awards. Lord. <laughs> what about you, Asante? How would you handle it if somebody just been, like, with their foot on your neck and you're just like, okay, enough's enough? Um, I don't really see a resolution for me to do anything publicly. Like if like if if I don't speak of them, they're not in my world, so I really just don't want to put anybody on like that. Like that's how I would always look at it. Like you'd be giving them shine. Right. Like not even just a lot like I I'm from the school of Kelly Rowland. Like I'd be like, Are you here to talk about me or are you here to talk about them? Because you know, Ooh. I can't talk to you about them. Like like, I, don't, I wouldn't even want to address none of that or even be part of that or even be linked to talking about any stuff like that. Like, I would hopefully by then, you know, I guess have some sort of management to kind of be like, okay, well, you know, that's enough for somebody to cut in. Because I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know sometimes I can go off on the deep end. So, like, I would literally have to just be media trained enough to be like, oh, no. Because sometimes I'll look at comments and be like, am I supposed to respond to this? And then I always say, no, because y'all are supposed to, you know, feel whatever you feel from whatever I say. Like, you don't have to agree with me. It don't have to be good. I actually just am allowed to let you feel however you feel and not respond to it. So I just, even on, like, the highest of scales, if there's somebody, like, criticizing me that I, like, respected or some shit, I would be like, like, there's no way I can say anything. Like, there's just no scenario where it makes me look good to speak out about somebody that's speaking ill of me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think I, it's I think it's harder. It's easier said than done because I can imagine oh. a, imagine someone just constantly shitting on you. I I think it's easy for us to be like, oh, we'll just ignore it. I know I wouldn't be able to ignore it. <laughs> now would I respond publicly? I don't think I would just because I haven't to this point, and obviously I'm nowhere near Cardi's. A size online or in life um, but I just think that I would keep that same energy you know what I mean like just kind of keep going with it because it's worked for me this far but I know Dustin you you have this dirty dozens game that you play when people say stuff to you let's keep line. it all the way real though I do right. I know that that's a fun part so but I'm y'all... like what if it was a what if it was someone that tweeted something and then all of your fans are like Dustin you're not gonna say nothing you really just would be quiet? Yeah. And if I didn't crack a joke, <laughs> I would be quiet. If I really felt like if I really felt like a person was being like disrespectful. Like podcast beef. Like, oh, I would never. I, like, come on. I'm so much <laughs> better than that. Like, you got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And second of all, like I said, I would never, ever give you the satisfaction of engaging with you whatsoever. I'll never give you the satisfaction of being placed in the same conversation with me. Right. Never. You know what I'm saying? However, y'all both have been present when I have seen somebody in public who oh, yeah. I had an issue with and, you and we it. handled it. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So they already know. Like, Yeah, I've only been in that position once and y'all know the situation. 
yeah. where the person started saying some off the wall ish online. And when I saw the tweets, I called them mm-hmm. because I was like, I have a choice. I respond on Twitter. We make this a bigger thing than it needs to be. Or I call them. When I called them, they played dumb. Yeah. So that's when I realized, like, okay, some people, it is about entertainment. You know, it's not that they want to figure something out or fix something or have a convo with you so that it can be nipped. No, they simply squashed. want to engage right. you. Right. And they, that's why you'll they never want, get it from They me. want that energy from you. They want to pull you in. Yep. And they're hoping that you take the bait so that it can create rah-rah online. So silly, like. Well, it's clout chasing, and that's such a real thing now. So I... That's why I'm like, I just pray. All I can do is pray because at the same time, you don't know until you're in the situation. But I just pray that I never let anyone have that much power over me. You know, when you think about how emotions. hard you've worked. Right. You, know, you think about how much why. shit you've done. And I'm not in survival mode anymore. So nope. that's why I'm like, and for someone to take it. me out of thrive mode back to survival mode, I don't want anyone to have that kind of power. I value the effort that I put into the work that I do too much. So many years. To even look, it's not even, people can't even believe in you as an entity if they see that you're susceptible to things that are common to them. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm never, I'd be damned if I'm going to sit up and argue. What I'm going to do, get mad and start tweeting, well, I didn't like how you said, can you imagine me even, what? Like that don't even, that's not even my steez, man. So no, I don't worry about that. I can just see that. you cracking a joke on them. Yeah, and keep it in mind. About like, what their picture looks exactly. like. That's that's favorite. Like that's why your mama got a, um, a bra with a hoodie in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> your mama got a bra with the feet in it. <laughs> How did you go from the hoodie to the feet? Why? <laughs> and that's it. That's it for this week's hot button. I was right. just curious how y'all felt about it because there were a lot of opinions. There was one opinion that I saw where people were saying, um, uh, you know, people like how real and ghetto she is until she starts doing ghetto things. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's the case. I get that. And I do like how, you know, Cardi is Cardi. But like I said, I also want to see her enjoy the fruits of her labor and her newfound life and just leave that old shit behind. Yeah, but some people enjoy a fight. I mean... So she might have I mean, left she out that was bitch just like, fighting. ooh, let's go to the club. <laughs> she was just fighting strippers the week before. Like, it was like, damn, of course, here we go. Cardi fighting some damn body. It's like, why is she doing this shit? But then it's like, um, same old Cardi. But you know when you've seen her on live and she just be like so sad? Mm -hmm. And, like, over it and stressed out about how people are always talking shit about her and discounting her work and her worth. And she just seems to get very worked up by her perception, like, people's perception of her. And that's something, like, I want her to just, she needs a social media manager. But then it wouldn't work, though, because people love that she's. Because she's been like that before, since before she got famous. She's yeah. always been super open and super honest about everything. Even when she used to talk about people talking shit about her teeth, she had always talked about that. And then she finally did get them done. And then she and started she talking still, about her nose. Right. Did you see so that? it was just like, like can't make, get I'm no like, satisfaction. Oh my God. Yeah. But that's why I just, it's a rabbit hole. But it's tricky because if, think about it, if she, if she gets like a social media manager and kind of creates more of a boundary, between her and the internet, then you won't really get the same Cardi that catapulted her. Because then you'll get, like, other celebs that kind of stay away where their social media is just them kind of plugging 
their projects or whatever they have coming out, which I'm not mad at. I feel like that that would be me. Or Rihanna, where she just, <laughs> her Instagram is just photo shoots and, yeah. and uh, her shoes and bras and makeup. I think a lot of um, people, a lot of people that are, are blessed enough to have a career that's in the spotlight like that and be famous, I think a lot of them miss the opportunity to really give power to their voice in interviews because of social media. Mm-hmm. I think that it's so fascinating how Beyonce just shuts up and we don't know anything until she speaks. Right. And she is active and running shit on Instagram actively. Right. <laughs> but she's not even saying anything. You only know if she is, you know, willing to give an interview. And I like that. I, I like the the power that it gives to your voice as an artist. So it's just such a missed opportunity. I feel for so many people because they like the sensation of being able to instantly get it off their chest. Right. You know what I mean? And show some personality as they do it. So, and it's instant gratification. People immediately respond to it as opposed to an interview where people have to, I don't know, but I guess they could immediately, I don't know. Hell, I just don't, I just don't mute. <laughs> do don't y'all mute. like the Beyonce route? I personally love it. Of that it. ultimate separation where you don't know anything. I don't yes. even know if she does for fun. Yeah. It gives you so much control. And to me, it makes people anticipate you actually speaking. Like when she just did that interview in Vogue, you know, and it was Beyonce in her words. Everybody was like, (laughs) and they waited to read it. And we found out so many things we were so fascinated by, right, in the interview. Things that she could have easily shared in her Instagram story. (laughs) On IG Live. (laughs) Right. But but we got it. To me, I just, I think it's cool to do it that way. Nothing against anybody else's method. No, no, no. I just, which one do you think kind of draws you in? Do you like the Beyonce method? Um, I don't really mind. I feel like some artists do have things to say and it's important that they do speak up or they do showcase their art. And then I feel like there are some artists that just would rather not say a whole lot and do before they say anything. And that's why, you know, I, you know, I love the one, the Beyonce, because she doesn't feel like she has to speak up on anything because she does so much behind the scenes. She right. does so much without having to put her name on it because she just wants to do it. And she could sit up here and talk about it, but then it's like people might separate those things or they might try to put some of those things with the music and then make some things bad to do. Like, you know, she's doing the drunken love, but she's supposed to be a philanthropist. They're like try to make these things bad and, and fuck them up. And it's like, no, nobody needs to do any of that. But I feel like sometimes people get lost in the sauce and they look at social media as an opportunity for them to just show their ass at every turn and table because that's what it's going to keep our attention on them as opposed to using their music or whatever it is that we're actually there for to keep them on the forefront. I've been annoyed with Nicki Minaj forever right now because I feel like you everything... Said annoyed? Yes, because <laughs> I feel like everything is focusing on things that aren't even related to her music. Like, right. here we are, another story, another week, and it's something that's not even musically related. Like, And here she's doing another episode of Queen Radio where I didn't even listen to it because all I know is she's probably going to talk about or around the Cardi B shit, not anything musically inclined. Right. Like, Cardi B... I look at her as, like, no shade, but I look at Cardi B as a hood rat. She was a hood rat on Instagram. She was a hood rat that became on, that came on VH1. She was a hood rat that started breaking records on Billboard. Like, she's just a hood rat. And, not that she's a, and now she's a hood rat with money because she got with <laughs> Offset, you know, and they are in that QC circle, which QC, you know, they, they're artists, you know, they be in trouble. Like Migos, one of them niggas was in jail, and then he got out, and then another one was in jail. And they coming out here, they on tour with Drake and shit. So I'm looking at Cardi, oh, City Girls, you know, Free JT. JT is another one who only I feel like City Girls would not be as big, you know, if JT didn't take some time away. 
Like, I feel like, you know, they were going to be big and huge any fucking way. But now that we have time to miss her, we like really riding so we can really appreciate her when she gets out and push that music to another level. Like, if Carisha don't fuck it up. Um, but I look at somebody like Cardi who doesn't look at herself as somebody that has to do the right thing. Like, she feels like she speaks up and she speaks out and, you know, she's educated to a certain point and then she's real about who she is and she feels like that's enough. And I don't feel like I've heard Cardi say that she's on a road to be better. If she was, I would be like, damn, Cardi, you need to be doing better. And, like, I wish she would be doing better. But if I knew that's what she was doing, I would support her in a different way. But because that's not what I know her to be doing, I just look at her as, you know, hood rat Cardi making some dope-ass music. And I think it's dope <laughs> that she was doing some shit that she would normally do. Not in a good way. I don't think it makes her look good. And I also don't think that it makes her look... Um, I, I didn't. I never looked at her as ghetto and like, <laughs> oh, you fucking shit up in front of white people. But I feel like a lot of people did take that, you know, yeah, initially. Yeah, a lot of people felt that. But way. for me, I immediately looked at it as the bitch is a rapper and the bitch do ghetto shit, and she's with a label like QC that turns ghetto shit and makes it bigger. Like that's why I immediately thought about her having bars. And then, I, and mind you, I'm not even fucking with Nicki right now. Even Nicki having bars for like next season, like they could both drop actual disc records and like do something like way bigger that's ever even happened in male hip hop. But it just is going to depend on them and what they want. Cause I don't ever try to give them too much pressure to do what I want them to do, which is why I don't look at Cardi to do better than what she does. And I see her walking out with that knot on her fucking head. And I think to myself, wow, this is a badass bitch right here because she knows she did some bullshit <laughs> and she don't give a fuck because she's satisfied. She's owning it. Like, she, she, like she was, she, that look of satisfaction that on her face. That look was so funny. Like, with that fucking knot, like, that, I don't know, it really connected with me spiritually because <laughs> I wouldn't run up on nobody like that. Like, I, I'm just not built that way. I don't see myself, like, doing some shit to embarrass myself like that. I would hope not. But Cardi doing that shit, I had to applaud her and say, Damn, like you were hurt enough to where you let this woman move you to do that shit and you was really and you were really about that shit. You didn't half ass that shit. You did you weren't on a scene on Love and Hip Hop pretending for security. You really wanted it with this bitch and you did it. And that's what I was like, damn, I fuck with that. Like I had to give her props for that shit. <laughs> well. And we shall see. We gonna, <laughs> but like you said, she, she did see um she did look proud <laughs> she looked so satisfied that facial expression though like, and then she was at a concert today i wanted to i'm like did the knock go down she was out i would be you know what cardi i i liked cardi when her teeth were fucked up and i said i wish she would keep those teeth so i wouldn't be surprised if that bitch i forget that her teeth were a different. little hat on the damn knot like or put like a what's up bitch sticker on the shit or something because not she a was, little hat on the <laughs> knot not over the knot but on. The i mean knot. honestly that knot was it's iconic like it's iconic that like that's to say like y'all are at the vanity fair it's new york fashion week y'all are two women from new york you from the bronx she from queens like y'all are busting it down at this event like y'all are two rap bitches that have beef for no ass reason y'all did a hot ass record together like crazy shit that hasn't been seen in hip hop in ages hasn't been seen on the hasn't been seen on the scale for men and it's dope that it's happening for women and I and it's fucked up you know obviously but there are so many things that I think are cool and dope about it that I'm like wow go ahead Cardi cause she she did it she did it she did that shit she did that shit. 
Yeah, ready for this week's wellness segment. Yes. So, well, 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 well. Oh, you actually sang it today. The world needs healing. <laughs> so I just feel like I would do that in song. Take so I wanted down. to tell you guys about this app that my one of my little sisters, Danica. Shout out to you. Um, she put me onto this app called iNat. It stands for iNaturalist, and it's actually a really cool resource. When uh, I know a lot of you have seen that Crystal's been redoing her apartment, and y'all been hitting me up yes. like, what plants are y'all going to get? And hitting her up, asking her, you know, which plant, which plant. And anytime I post pictures of my plants, you guys are asking. So there's this app that you can get right now, iNaturalist. That's I-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-I-S-T. It's, on, it's in the app store. And if you happen to see a plant, you can take the picture of it, submit it into the app, and they have a a community of people who are like nature nerds that will tell you what the plant is. And this works for whatever plant or species. Let's say, have you ever been like out in the park and seen some kind of bug and you're like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And when you're curious about it. It was a toddler though when it happened to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But they even have it with species. So not just um, plants, but. (laughs) (laughs) Species. That's what the fuck it was. I said, what? Who in the hell? Who in the hell kicked that out? I was like, God God. damn. And if you're a teacher (laughs) listening, I actually think uh, that this is a really great project that you can have with your class. where You guys can pick. You remember when the teacher used to have you do book reports on like different things, whether it was science or history. I think this would be a really great resource for whole group instruction. Maybe you can have a projector uh, and small group on shared devices and just do research on different uh, nature. Aspect. I like how you think, friend, because instead of telling them kids to put their damn phones up and kicking them out of school for having their phone, why not introduce something like this? To a class. Yeah. And I know teachers are always looking for interesting ways to integrate uh, nature or history. I so they I, are. <laughs> well, Shit. I know it's hard because they're tired and underpaid. So is the kids. <laughs> 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 But I think this would be a cool way, an interactive way to integrate technology. Um, Aside from group shared instruction, obviously, this is just something you can use on your own. Like I said, they have nerd, like nature nerds. That's what I saw when I was looking up on the website. (laughs) They have a, a crew of nature nerds that already work for the app, but they also have the community that is really, they like respond to each other. And it's kind of like um. I would consider it like the na- the natural version of Reddit in a oh. way. So they have like the threads and forums and they Grew respond it. to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's also a project menu in case you want to like have different, uh, you know, like an archive of the different projects that you're creating so that you can have them separated and organized. It's a really cool app. I was excited because sometimes I'll be walking and seeing different leaves or trees and I'll be like, what kind of tree is that? You know, and you don't know how to like explain to someone mm-hmm. what the tree it is, is you're looking at because it might be something else. Trees sometimes look similar. Yeah. So I like the fact for nature nerds like myself um, or maybe even a plant, maybe you're looking through a magazine. You see a plant that you like that would look so dope in my house, but I don't know what it's called. Take the picture, submit it into the app. 
and you'll have a response from the community in there. So I think it's cool whether you're doing it for science or to, you know, get some cute plants in your house, whatever your reasoning, I think it's a really cool resource. Definitely. And for your kids. I know my godson right now is obsessed with insects. They Mm -hmm. go through their little phases. I think last year he was obsessed with dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think this is a cool app to show him because we can... Roam around. I mean, it's getting colder now, but roam around the city, take pictures of different things he's finding and observing, you know, have him like jot down little notes, put it into the community and submit it and have the responses back that can kind of teach him what it is that he's looking at around. And cool things, they also have like a Google map that will let you know around the world where these species of plants or animals can be found. So it also gives you a little bit of background data so that you can get your mind up, get your wisdom up. So just a really cool app that I wanted to kind of throw out there because I just thought it was fascinating. And that's it for this week's wellness. I'm getting it, and I'm going to send him a picture of that little emoji with the two leaves that look like they're going, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I've been trying to figure because first I thought it was the shit off the double mint package. But then I'm like, but that don't even look like mint. <laughs> so I just want to know what those leaves are and I know who I'm going to ask grew it <laughs> not grew it thank you friend and make sure you guys are don't be trolling that app <laughs> right don't send them pictures you, of things you uh, want you know I ask. wasn't going to say nothing about you know when you said because I'm, I'm kind of scared out. to open it to our community because mm-hmm. Lord only knows the people is going to be submitting pictures of look just tell them don't I be trust me y'all okay don't don't be me on the app okay it ain't that it ain't that kind of plant finding alright <laughs> but it's just something I wanted to throw out there for the for my fellow plant and insect enthusiasts and that's it Support for The Friend Zone also comes from Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Just pay a $60 annual fee and you get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 20 to 50% below traditional retail price. Whether you're vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, You can choose from 80-plus qualities to get everything you need, including non-GMO, fair trade certified, and BPA-free. For every paid membership, a free membership is given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military veteran, or first responder. And if you don't make back the $60 in savings, Thrive Market will refund you the $60 thanks to their happiness guarantee. Thrive Market... I'm actually super familiar with it because I've ordered things from there before. And a couple of my friends actually have campaigns with them on YouTube. Oh, dope. Yeah, so I've been watching their campaign videos where they do, like, unboxings of groceries. And y'all know, as a a, uh, foodie... A natural foodie head. I love watching. Remember the mukbang uh-huh. videos? I uh-huh. love watching people eat, but most importantly, I love watching them get groceries. Yeah. Mukbang. Why mukbang. do they call it mukbang? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thrive Market is an awesome market, and I didn't even know about this program. So that's really, really cool that you can save up to 50% of traditional prices. Wow. So definitely worth checking out. And our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. That's hella 
25% off. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash friendzone to access this discount. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash friendzone. Healthy eating. Now let's jump into Mr. Music, man. Which, well, I'm sure you got a lot for us this week. Well, let's go ahead and kick it off with the listens lately. I want to make sure everybody gets their artists in. Um, I'll go on ahead and get started so I can have everybody have a chance to get their phones out. I have been listening to Young M.A. Um, oh. Young M.A. always puts out like little singles and freestyles and stuff like that. So, you know, Petty Wop was one of the ones I could not stop knocking. But Young and May just put out Wildin' featuring Corleone. There's a video that goes with it. I haven't heard so of it. So it's dope that Young and May has, like, I guess this is a rapper out of her squad. So she finna, you know, put her crew on, do that whole thing. I think that's super, super dope. Fran, do you have one you wanted to throw in the pot? I, you know, I have to say, I have been listening to Mac Miller for months now. And if you listen to the Friend Zone every week, you know that I've been mentioning how... For a while, I don't know, I had some kind of resistance to his music. I don't know if it was the white rapper thing. Mm. Um, and then I listened to his song maybe last year with Anderson Pack, and I was like, this dude is good. He's really talented. And as I got to know more about his music, I realized that he was an actual musician. Like, he played instruments. And he was almost like a jazz musician who just happened to rap. And it actually contributed to his melodic gifts and that's what drew me into him so it was nice to see that he was kind of beyond a rapper and I should have known because if you look at his uh, Tiny Desk concert he had people who are incredible like Thundercat who are actually like really really tight friends and just his band as a whole reading interviews about how he would kind of nitpick his live performances to see like uh, what notes were off or what yes. chords are off. Like, he's just a true musician. So rest in peace to him. That was uh, really shocking. I think we were on our flights. Were we on our flight headed to Memphis? Yeah, right oh. before we got on. Right? Or no, actually was in the Uber on the way to the airport where the news had broken and I was just stunned. And a lot of you were tagging me and hitting me up because you remember that I have been kind of talking about him for a lot of weeks leading up on like leading up to this news so that was pretty heartbreaking but the swimming album is incredible I'm still listening to that and obviously with the news I will continue to listen to that um there's this artist named Bobby Earth that I really like he has a song when I first heard it I thought it was Miguel Mm. funny enough and I was like, interest peaked. I was like, is this a new Miguel song? They don't sound alike, but there's something about them that's similar. And then when I was like, wait a minute, this is not Miguel. And I got confused, looked up the whole project, and it's really nice. It's very vibey. You see how you kind of think it's Miguel if you're not paying attention? Totally. <laughs> but that's uh, Bobby Earth, and the song is called Mood. 
really, really love his whole project and his vibe. His music is very different. He has, I can tell he studied uh, Brooke DeLoe a lot because mm. there's some uh, Jack Dave, Jack Davey vibes in there. Jay Davey, sorry. Jay Davey vibes in there. Um, who else? Radiant Children. They dropped an EP called Trying. They have a song called Go Left that I absolutely love. Um, obviously, I played Life's a Bitch a couple weeks ago. That's an amazing record. Um, it has five songs on it. Definitely worth checking out. They're all great. It's just a great group. Um, who else? And Make It Out Alive, now featuring Sir. Mm. Really, really, really dope record. The two of them together, I never thought I would see them do a collaboration. But let me just play a little bit of it because it's a really good song. Dope. Yeah. Such a different voice. I like that record. Yeah. So that collab was probably it's probably my favorite right now. I think that's it for me. What about you, Dustin? Well, <clears throat> I was in Atlanta two weeks ago, and fortunately, I hung out a little bit while I was there. And I was in the club party, and then they played "Preach" by Young Dolph, mm. which you know is a classic, hood classic. If you know about it, if you if you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> Um, and all I got to say is nine years old, seen a nigga get shot. Damn. So, yeah. So that's a really good party song. Um, anthemic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's something that people sing together. It's stadium music, if you will. Um, so that I've been so inspired. The samples the shit. Been so inspired by that. Um, also, at the end of Insecure this week, they played this song that I was really, really enamored by and just I fell in love with it. That's so I'm fun. like, who is that singing it? And of course, everybody was so excited to let me know that it was Sampha. Uh <laughs> that so, first response what took me out with the wait dude a eating minute. the hot pocket. <laughs> what song was it? Do you it's know? Called, um, it's called, Wait a minute, you didn't recognize your favorite singer's voice? No, because I didn't hear the microwave. Normally before he starts, you know how Lil Wayne got the lighter flick at the beginning of each of his songs? Mm -hmm. Sanfa got the microwave beat, like food is done. At the beginning of every one of his songs, it's the microwave beat. And then you hear the door open. And he tells it back. Everybody slams the microwave door, so it goes boom. And then the song starts. And how does he sound? I didn't hear. I was a so you know i didn't know but the song is jamming it's called you miss my mouth or something like incomplete kisses oh I that's what it's called <laughs> incomplete kisses that is what it's called and it's a beautiful song oh i gotta look it, it up i'm not amazing familiar music. yep and so in addition to that i've been revisiting mary j blige is stronger with each tear album um, you know, I, I needed to hear tonight. I needed to hear the one with her and Drake. I needed to hear I feel good. And then there's this beautiful song in there called In the Morning, 
which was originally given, I think it was Tony Braxton or something like that. And somebody else had a version, but Mary got it on her album and it's beautiful. So shout out to MJB for having albums that you can go back to. Music that's like home. You know what I'm saying? You can always come back. Shout out to Mary Moore on her in the TV segment. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, also in music land, uh, YBN, the mixtape dropped. Um, They have tons of jams on this mixtape. They feature artists such as Chris Brown, (laughs) Wiz Khalifa, Machine Gun Kelly, Lil Skies, who actually I've been listening to a lot of as well. And um, Gucci Mane, and there's a track with two of the dolls, Cuban Doll and Asian Doll. Two of the um, dolls. Yes, because there are uh, a lot. There's a house full of them, <laughs> and then there is a casa that only contains the doll. Lils um, and dolls. You know, it wasn't so supposed to be a thing. Asian Doll changed her name on Twitter. Oh, did she? Because Cash Doll told her to. To what? Wait, Asian, like, Asian Debrat. Oh, uh, for real? Mm-hmm. Wow. Asian it might even be brat. her. I don't know if that's her new name or, or just what, like what she put on her. Twitter. Asian the brat. That's cute though. She should totally do that. Asian the brat. Well, I know Asian doll is also a Nicki Minaj stand too. So who knows what she's gonna be doing with her likelihood on the, as long as she's on Guwap's label. Um, also, I want to. I checked out these dudes, uh, Suicide Boys, and it's dollar signs for the S's. Um, really dope project because I wanna. I wanna die in New Orleans. It's emo rap. So <laughs> oh gosh, well I. Could see that. I mean, <laughs> if, I want to die in New Orleans. Uh, I'm not gonna play it, but that's what <laughs> well, I've been at least you get to. the second line. If you die in New Orleans, you get oh the second line, my which is a big party. God. Like afterwards, they be playing the horns and stuff, going down the street. And they do the footwork dance. It's amazing. <laughs> so at least it's silver sounds- lining, right, to every cloud. <laughs> Wow. Sounds punk to me. Um, I've also <laughs> been listening to uh, Saw Baby, who dropped us a, a mixtape or an album, I guess, called Squidtastic. Um, what the hell? Saw Baby or Side? Saw Baby. S A H B A B I I. Yes, I spelled that right. That's a wow. cute name. I like yeah. it. He had a song, uh, or he had a song I heard last year called Pull Up With a Stick, and I was so obsessed with it because it just sounded so like, like vibey and shit. Anyway. Uh, he has a whole project full of IB shit, but there's a song called Anime World, which he's rapping. Right, so you. right. You see how where we going with this? <laughs> he rapping, and it's funny as fuck because he's rapping um, like Naruto references. So he's rapping like some of the name of the ninja moves and shit like that. And it's funny to me that he's like literally doing it because it would, it's it's all on point. Right. So, that means he's really proud of the culture. Exactly. He really know what he's talking about. He he not doing no um, Laura Bancroft or um, you know. <laughs> Like I you know, Chun Li, the bad guy. Like <laughs> he ain't doing none of that. So uh, that's what I've been listening to lately. Also, wanted to give a special shout out to uh, Tokyo Vanity. She dropped a project with Tasha Couture called Baps, and I can't hear her name without thinking of her being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> He's showing his, his booty hole. That was one of the funniest. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I have ever so seen. Because she was so calm about it. She didn't scream. She didn't freak out. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of fighting, you know, she just got through fighting, too. Fight who? I don't know, because it was a nighttime fight. But it was footage. Oh, you couldn't see. You could see the shadows. <laughs> and you could see things moving around. Another artist? 
No, well, maybe in the prior to that ass whooping, because I'm going to tell you something, Tokyo Vanity <laughs> was moving. Do you hear me? She quick on her feet. Oh, gosh. Oh, I wow. hate fight videos. It was Japan Vanity that day, goddammit. <laughs> she was representing for the whole entire, okay? Oh, I was like, was damn, scared. Tokyo was moving. It was, you know how when people be playing basketball in the gym, you know how the sneakers sound squeaking on the floor? <laughs> That's how it sounded. <laughs> That's how it started with they was on the concrete. <laughs> you can still hear them shoes. I said, Tokyo out there whooping ass. I heard that the squeaks, baby. So shout out to Tokyo Vanity. Sorry, oh, go ahead. What a shout out. So she uh <laughs> her and Tasha Couture dropped a mixtape called Baps, and there are 10 tracks on here, which I guess is really supposed to be nine because one's an interlude, but it's connected to another part of the other song, which we'll get into, I guess. Tasha um, Couture. Tasha Couture, yeah. It's Have you heard her rapper. before? Uh-uh. Uh, I'm I'm not the familiar with Tasha Couture. I've seen her, but I haven't heard more, much of her music. But it sounds good. Like I really like the project. Tokyo sounds really good. Tasha sounds good too. But um, they feature all these uh, they feature light skin Keisha, which is somebody I've been listening to. Um, that you know, name takes the, me you know down. the name. It's good music. I just I, I can't was it help Crystal it. that was like, is she even light skinned I think on Twitter she was tweeting. Yeah, you know, and she was like, who's gonna tell her? One day we'll have a talk about like colorism and. Because, you know, for the longest, Crystal thought she was dark-skinned. So, you know, but I know that's a whole different thing. You know, I have to talk to her about that. Right, don't drag my sister into that. Oh, she used to say she was my complexion. And then she used to say she was darker than me. So I have to drag her into that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Light Skin Keisha's featured on a couple of the tracks, but one of them's called OK Bitch. And it's actually where Tasha, uh, uh, Tokyo and Tasha, they would do the first verse. And then uh, they're actually rapping about Light Skin Keisha. And then Light Skin Keisha does the next verse, and she's rapping about them. And they're rapping about each other, you know, being... You know, trying to beat each other's ass and shit like that. So I thought that was a cute concept of them. It's like a rap version of The Boy's Mind, a hood rap version of The Boy's Mind, if you will. Just a really cute concept. What's it called? That nigga Minds. <laughs> it's called OK Bitch. Minds. <laughs> minds, right. The, the niggas is minds. So, yes, uh, lots of crazy shit that I've been listening to, but that's pretty much the sum of it. Oh, lastly, uh, I have to show love to Lloyd. He dropped his uh, uh, he dropped his project True TRU. That's the one he um, naked. He dropped his drawers yes, too. That's the one he, he naked on the cover. As well. Do you like the cover? He didn't drop a couple I, things. <laughs> he did. Remember we saw him? Yes. At the airport. Yes. Young Goldie in the flesh. And I had to fight myself not to sing. Yeah, I just wanted to ask him. I had a QTNA that day, but I kept yes. it to myself. What was the Q? Oh, what did they say? Is she fine I'm too or short? Too. What is it? What is it? <laughs> I wonder how many times a day Lloyd gets asked that question. He probably you turn know. around and be like, first, first of all, I'm sure. People asking me that question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even know if he talks like that. And he I know does he was, to talk like that. I know he was just on lip service too, but I should I should have. He was. Yes. So, Recently. Yes. Yeah, so he was. Just here. We he just was in the studio. Well, I think I'm the one so upstairs, mad. but he was just around. Oh my god! Yeah. I meant to watch that interview. I have to listen. I know because I I wonder if he still talk like that. I know he used to hey, yeah, crazy like. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at voice. I used to love Lloyd when I was younger, so that's why I had to listen to this project now. Because he used to have the uh, song with Lil Wayne, but there was another version of the song. Oh, the song was called. Wait a minute. Well, it, it, you know what? Classic. It was that song. It was you because there were two different versions of it because there was this other rapper this show called uh, Tango Red. Because <laughs> Tango Red, the song that featured Lloyd called Let's Cheat Tonight. So I was oh really obsessed. Oh, my God, with a title. And, and Lloyd was singing the hell out of Let's Cheat Tonight. He's like, don't uh, go turn off your phone, girl. Like, singing some bullshit. But <laughs> I preferred the version 
of you that had Tango Red over it, um, over the one that had Wheezy. I is the true album saying. good? Uh, yes, the true album is good. Uh, he features Lil Wayne, because you know they make magic together, yeah. Seven Streeter, Rick Ross. And there is a track that features the Spellman <laughs> Women's Choir called Lil Sis, and it is so good. <laughs> I've I've listened to a couple of the tracks, but I have you know you have, give it that good like yeah. focus. I'm gonna sit with this album. I haven't done it. Yeah, yet. it's a really good album because there are some artists that come back and I'd be like, um, I wasn't really missing you, or like, right. or uh, like, or like you're dated. But Lloyd, he actually there's still like a market for Lloyd. Like he still makes really good music. You know, he's not still doing the Player's Prayer. Which you know Ooh, was Lord, that's the jam. <laughs> you, Dang, you know, that is the jam. I felt says. that in my soul, in my spirit, and my soul. I I'm telling that. you, Lloyd had you know the jams. He had the jams. He was doing he had... fine till he cut his hair. Let's go on and say it. Oh, he was yeah. doing fine till he cut his and hair. You know After what? he cut his hair, everybody turned around and said. Boy, what y'all want to eat? And Everybody really like turned around and left hey, the room after he cut his hair. And, and meet Why me at Gucci and let's talk this? about it. Because remember him and Miguel, they had the same hairstyle at one point and they were arguing. Let me find this picture. I do not and remember that. I, when Lloyd cut his hair, he had came out with a, a song called, uh, what was that era? The, the Free damn, Yourself. The Damn I Miss Oh, never mind. That's well, fantastic. The point is they look the same wow. with the haircut. Wait, so he had the... <laughs> and we didn't want him and we didn't talk to him, okay? <laughs> Wait, him and Miguel had the same, like, womp There was a... Yes. Do you remember that? I don't remember him having that, though. I remember... I remember Bruno Mars having it. Fantasia, yes. Candy Burris season two of Real Housewives <laughs> of Atlanta. And it was colored so beautifully. Shout out to Candy for her I hair color season Candy two. Having it. When we met July thirteenth, two thousand eleven. This article from Wrap Up says Miguel and Lloyd exchange heated words over hair. Stop it. <laughs> like on social media? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't well, this is two thousand eleven. What was social media like then? Were we still on MySpace? No. Lloyd the Sure Thing singer initiated uh, and ignited blogs when he commented about Lloyd's new haircut. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Oh, Shout to wow. Lloyd. He wrote after saying, Young Gold needs new shaved head, but Lloyd didn't let him off easy when they met up backstage. Miguel burst into the dressing room singing the Wayans Brothers theme song. Justin. We're brothers, we're happy, <laughs> and we're singing and we're colored. Lloyd wasn't having it and immediately asked Miguel why he sent out his controversial tweet. <laughs> so this shit did go down on Twitter. <laughs> Justin is showing me pictures of candy. <laughs> and that, that is a classic candy. She had a lot of different colors. Candy <laughs> <laughs> had that short hair, friend. baby. Why would you even say that, though? Ask Lloyd. <laughs> I don't remember Lloyd having hair like that. This, Thank God, because the music oh, I was the, terrible. I this, remember this the long the, curls. I said, this, this is nigga is really Nebuchadnezzar. Like, his oh, power was in his, yeah. <laughs> in his hair. Like, God damn. I totally was forgot that, that face. He had a song. Whose hair had the power? Was it Samson or Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> or Nebuchadnezzar, didn't his shit just keep growing Yo, or something like that? Nebuchadnezzar would be oh a bomb-ass name. It would. As a rapper? And yes. a club. <laughs> where, y'all, where y'all birthday party at? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar Girl, they got a table better. at Nebuchadnezzar tonight. <laughs> Girl, they was popping bottles at Nebuchadnezzar the other night. It was lit up <laughs> in that bitch. That's some Harry Potter-ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that was the name. Of, it's uh, biblical. Right, one of them cut their hair. It was in the Bible, like Nebuchadnezzar. the hair was in the strength. How do you they even cut spell it, that? He was calling her, um, <laughs> Neh, N-E-H, B-U-H, It was the name C-U-H, of the show. C-U-H, Nazar, 
We saw like a church, a church spelling bee. It was the name of the ship in the Matrix, too. Nah. Never. Bad. Never would have made it. Yes, never would have made it. I'm going to start telling people, they look, yo, shut your Nebuchadnezzar looking ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That was the name of the ship in the Matrix, too. Wowza. But yes, the name of that era was King of Hearts, by the way. I had to go look that up. Wow. Because that was the king. That that was the era where people was not fucking with him. Damn. Oh, and the song was called Dedication to My Ex. Missed that. And in the video. Did you listen to that song? That's the song. I'm singing Brandy's. Oh, in the video, there was a remix with Andre 3000, but he wasn't in the video. It was a cat rapping his verse. What? Just little known fact. I, I gotta watched, look that up. And I only watched it once, so hopefully it didn't even happen. Speaking of, have y'all seen how many people been bumping into Andre 3000? Yeah, I'm waiting for my time. What the hell? When I was, is, it literally, is, it's like every week someone's posting a picture. They saw him down in Soho by Union Square in the farmer's market. And it ain't been me But low-key, I don't want to meet him because I know I'm an act of fool. I just hope <laughs> I don't run into him while I'm wearing that Outcast shirt that I always wear. No, that's the best. Are you kidding? Because <laughs> he, he so going to look at me and be like, oh, real. hell no, I ain't about to talk to this nigga. I'm about to keep it moving right quick on his ass. <laughs> um, but actually, speaking of Andre 3000, just as a very short aside, I wanted to shout out Childish Gambino. Uh, he dropped his video for Feels Like Summer. Oh, and there yeah. were a bunch of cartoons. And there was a cartoon version of um, Andre 3000 and Big Boy, old school Outcast look. Um, there were tons of celebrity appearances in this animated uh, video. <laughs> I saw a little really, really clip dope. of a Tristan. Shout out to Tristan, Jay's husband. He was showing oh, yeah. it to me. Yeah, there, uh, uh, Nikki and Travis Scott is playing fucking building blocks in the video. Um, Drake's in it. Well, the cartoons of all these people. But um, it was really, really dope. Tons of stars in this cartoon video. and So it was right up my alley. So shout out to Childish Gambino. I fuck with everything that he does, and I fuck with everything that Donald Glover does. So, mm. yeah. I think that's it for the Music Man segment. So let's go on ahead and take it on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, what do you have for the people? Daniel 432, where they talk about, because I'm still trying to figure out Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> oh, Nebuchadnezzar, so right? Research. <laughs> Daniel 432, where they say that uh, your dwelling should be with the beasts of the field. You, They will make you eat grass like oxen, and seven years can pass over you. So I think, oh, and then it says in Daniel 4 and 33, you know when you say the Bible verses, and you black, you got to say the chapter, then and, and then the verse number. So in Daniel 4 and 33, that's how you got to say that. Do you have that. the Bible memorized? Some of it, yes, but in this case, Google do. <laughs> so in Daniel 4 and 33, it says that um, Daniel, or excuse me, Nebuchadnezzar's body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like, his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. So I was right. You were right. That Let hair, me see how it I hated being there when I was little, but I was paying attention, goddammit. <laughs> and they, um, Nebuchadnezzar, the spelling is N E B U. C-H-A-D-N-E-Z-Z-A-R. So pretty fanatic, but, you know, Nebuchadnezzar. Mm, Cad-Nezzar. So C-H-A-D. Nebuchadnezzar. N-E-B-U-Kadnezzar. Okay, I'm going to take you a step further. Mm -hmm. There's a rapper named Nebuchadnezzar out of Queens, New York. (laughs) Kinesa is a girl? No, it's a dude. Oh, okay. Or maybe it is Nebuchadnezzar. It's probably Nebuchadnezzar. Like, he, he just spelled it out. Look at that. Words. And I just said, would that not be a dope rap name? But you got to get the reference because I wouldn't have known if y'all didn't put me on. I admire people that can tell you 
what is it called? The chapter and the verse mm-hmm. of a of the Bible. And or if you say something from the Bible and they can tell you exactly where in the Bible that is. I'm like, how do you know that? The Bible funny too. But the Bible's long. Sixty six books, baby. So how would you know that? Because you your parents made you go. To, you was, <laughs> I was about to say, if you one of the people that did that Sunday school and you was doing Bible study on Tuesday nights and all that stuff, that's it's true. Because you went for years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's goals to me. I love to people like that. If their brains work that way. I wonder if I would have memorized that. Shh. I have a poor memory. <laughs> Shout out to Kia. <laughs> I know all okay. the words to No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> Everyone. Okay, the chapter and the now anyway. <laughs> This week's episode is also brought to you by Beauty by Design, offering complete skincare solutions curated by online estheticians. Here's how it works. Start by taking a skin survey and snap a quick selfie. You'll then review your personalized skincare regimen with a live esthetician by text message. Based on your mobile consultation and survey responses, you'll receive a list of products recommended just for you. Then, choose what products you want and begin seeing results in just seven days. With upwards of 100 different products, great for those with sensitivities and allergies, Beauty by Design is sure to have the perfect cleansers, moisturizers, serums, eyes, eye creams, and more for you and your skin type. And since they have multiple price points, Beauty by Design is able to match the products to your skin as well as your budget. They even offer free shipping and free returns. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to leave my house. So to know that there is a service that you <laughs> oh, can I take. I thought there was more to that statement. <laughs> to know that there's a service that you can use at home and they can use skincare stuff for you. It's like an at-home Sephora. You can text them. They can talk to you about what you want. So you can really just get some in-depth responses as opposed to having to read up on a bunch of reviews. And you're not being overwhelmed by smells and you're not being oversold by like other makeups and extra stuff. So it's a really dope service that you you can use right at home. And I am for anything that is at home. So for 20% off your first visit, beautybydesign.com slash friendzone and use promo code friendzone. That's beautybydesign.com slash friendzone and use the promo code friendzone for 20% off your first order. Television, then let's start the process, shall we? Take my gum out my mouth for this. (laughs) Um, Okay, so first of all, Black Girls Rock. We all know what it is. We all know what it represents. It was so many dope honorees this year. Everybody looked beautiful, and I loved Felicia Rashad's speech when she introduced Mary J. Blige, who who received the Star Power Award. Um, and she made so many great references to like things that Mary has accomplished in her career. She says the first time she saw Mary J. Blige sing, she was so blown away live by her connecting with the passion and all the things that I love about Mary J. Blige. So to hear somebody who people believe, you know, like Claire Huxtable, you know what I'm saying? Everybody believe Felicia Rashad because of Claire Huxtable. She can do no wrong. So for her to be standing up there, you know, lauding Mary's praises, I personally as a fan at home, I was really happy about that. Really happy about that. Um, so, and like I said, her presentation was great. Mary's speech was great and dynamic. She talked about 
you know, the recent transitions that she's gone through and how it's taken her some time to really realize her real potential and value. And now in retrospect, she sees that she had this black girl magic and magic, excuse magic. me, magic. not magic, Ooh, Jordan. I like that. <laughs> um, but this black girl magic that, you know, made her realize that she had been rocking for years. So it was really, her speech was great. All that was great. Naomi Campbell's speech was funny because she kept herself together. But we all know Naomi Campbell don't give a fuck either. And so to, to see her so happy to be there and stressing it in her speech, but still having that candor that makes you love her anyway, that was there. So that was dope. Queen Latifah looked great all night long. You know what I'm saying? The Bessie titties was covered and cloaked in beautiful fabrics and linens you know she was (laughs) dripping um Naturi Norton certain things that were nuances like Fantasia's performance was great she performed Respect by Aretha Franklin and um Chain of Fools I believe it was but either way it goes it was great and during her performance she was walking across the front row because we all know she loves to go in the audience and when she passed Mary she stopped and turned back around and took a bow and Mary of course immediately would like kind of like moved her arms like bow to you too (laughs) you know seeing those artists show that kind of love that does something for me so that was great Lena Waithe's speech was great. She went, I mean, she fucking went there in the paint, okay, about being gay and holding on to her locks because it was the one thing that made her, that, you know, symbolized femininity in her appearance. Mm. And she knew it made people comfortable. But she also got to a point of realization where she understood that it didn't matter if people were comfortable with her appearance. And so she cut her hair. Yo, Asante, were we not just having this convo on the flight? It just keeps coming up. That's bugged out. So then, you know what I'm saying? She had said, she really broke this shit down. She was like, so for me, it was my hair, but what's your fear? You know what I'm saying? She was mm-hmm. like, you got to jump past whatever it is and, you know, really put yourself out there. And she thanked Beverly Bond and the powers that be behind Black Girls Rock for including her and saying that gay Black Girls Rock too. So all that shit was like, wow. when it was the first oh, war. I, gotta, I hope I can like watch yeah. it somewhere. I'm sure it's on BT.com. Oh, Before okay. Deborah Lee left, I'm sure she you put that in place. <laughs> the website. You pull up pull up BT.com and you'll look. see it. Yeah. Um so that was great. Black Girls Rock was rocking. Well, at the same time that that was on, fucking Mary to Medicine was on on Bravo, right? So I was playing with the DVR and the TV guide at the same time. I was trying to figure it all out. I was making it happen and taking it in. So Married to Medicine came on. It was episode two of season six. Quad's marriage is completely in the toilet. Her and Dr. G ain't even talking to each other in the house. The lady he cheated with then said he had a little bitty penis. And I think that kind of hit Quad where it hurt because she was saying that some of the things the lady said in her, you know, uh, uh, her account uh, her detailed account I should say of what happened in the hotel room with Quad's husband was true so when Quad said that everybody's mind immediately went there speaking of small penises last week <laughs> Heavenly Penis! and Mariah yeah last week Heavenly and Mariah got into it and Heavenly told Mariah after Mariah accused Heavenly's husband of cheating Mariah was or Heavenly was like why don't you go check on your husband with his small stuff so yeah, which was hilarious for a lot of reasons, but I'm not going to be the one to say it. So anyway, um, Simone doesn't know how to be sexy to save her life. We love Dr. Simone. We're so happy that her and Curtis's marriage is back, you know, on the up and up and they're trying to make it work. But she does things like she brought him a big ass picture of her that she took at this leather and lace party that they had. Just stay with me. This leather and lace party that they had the week before. But Simone is so conservative. She's a doctor. 
You know what I mean? And let's be real. You meet a lot of people who go through medical school and there's a section of personal style, the development or evolution of your personal style that they miss out on because their head is literally in the books for 10 damn years. So you see a lot of doctors and stuff that come out of, you know, school and are now making all of this money with these great careers and they spend it just on what they want. But there's really no definitive like personal style or edge they may buy nice things but there's no personality behind it you see that sometimes pay attention if you didn't pay attention pay attention, pay attention. <laughs> next time you give them your insurance card not insurance insurance card insurance. <laughs> next time you give them your insurance card look over to the left and see you know but anyway so that is surfacing in dr simone and in her relationship with cecil her husband who they're not having sex, right? Simone wants their relationship to heal a little bit more before she starts busting it open. Cecil is like, let's go (laughs) on in the back. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Let's go back there. So there's obviously, you know, they're not on the same page, but she's trying to infuse elements of sexy. Now, if you've been watching Married to Medicine from the first season, you remember when Simone, she always had a struggle with making time for like sexy and fun things with Cecil. There was an episode early, early on where she threw this beach dinner and put a table like in the, or they were on a golf course, excuse me. She put a table in the middle of the golf course, rented the whole thing out. You know, I had a dinner set up because she was really making an effort to have that kind of date night personal time with Cecil. It's always been his gripe, always been their struggle. So now she calls herself trying to be sexy. First of all, the party was leather and lace, right? So she had on this like sheer, basically turtleneck and it wasn't even sheer it was like stripes and some of the stripes were sheer so you could kind of see like her bra underneath but for her that was like risque so she took a picture in it and then had the picture blown up the picture literally looked it had a traditional blue background like life touch the school pictures and then the way she in the picture she was doing like this Stop. So it looked like it could have been a picture of her doctor's office. To me, it yeah. looked like one of the cast photos from Dancing with the Stars. Yes. So I was like, why? But for her, she was like, I can put this on the wall next to his TV and he can always know. And, you know, he want to have sexy time. He can see me being sexy. It was the most conservative. I mean, really. Like, it looked like the people who is like against the rules to show like shoulder skin and stuff. It looked like that. But it was great. Mariah's getting on my nerves. She's starting all kinds of shit. Toya is acting crazy and causing problems with Dr. Contessa over not showing up at a party. And everybody's mad at Quad. They feel like she's not talking to them about what's going on. Quad's mad at everybody. She feels like they're not talking to her about what's going on. And nobody's checked on her. In the meantime, Sister Circle Live is going on in Quad's life. And she's forming a bond with her co-host, Minus one person who really oh is minus gosh. now from the show, but it just proves that I was right all along because when they show Quad filming with her girls from the show, who is it? Rashawn Ali who and Selena it? Johnson. Thank you. Moving on. Shout out to James Caldwell. So, Married to Medicine was good. It's going to be even better next week because Quad shows up. They have an all-cast filming, and we're going to get to the bottom of like them missing Quad and Quad missing them, which is really what we're watching for. Also, I think Dr. G is going to show up next week with that high-ass voice driving a Mini Cooper. I would have left his ass for having a high-pitched voice and a Mini Cooper. Like, you talking about insult to injury? Mini Coopers are so cute. So is his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what else is on TV? Um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, which has been great. Um, really nothing new to talk about with that. It's just more of the same. And we're recording this on Monday, so I can't really talk about this week's episode. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's on right now, now, literally as we're recording. Turn the so more on that on right. Twitter. 
Um, basketball wives, yeah. baby. You were telling me. Basketball wives was basketball thrives this week because they each delivered on their <laughs> scenes. Jennifer Williams ain't shit, but she stood there and lied with the best of them and all their faces. And I mean, she had she had Jennifer's problem, right? Her face and her countenance betrays her when she lies. She literally has a furrowed brow and lines of worry in her forehead when she's lying because it's like <laughs> she knows what she's doing is stupid and she knows it's going to be someone on the other side of the lie, but she got to lie in the moment because she can't deal with the full consequence, which usually would be an ass whooping for the things she did. Case in point. She's been telling people for years that Evelyn's daughter is a whore and was paying all the bills in Miami because Evelyn was running the streets. So her daughter, who was a teenager at the time, like 16, 15, was riding the checks for the bills and stuff. Evelyn, when Jennifer was mad at Evelyn, she told that to Shawnee of all people. She told Malaysia Evelyn's daughter was a hoe and all this other shit. The wrong things to the wrong people. Then she turns right back around, lies on them, tries to use Malaysia to spread a lie, which pissed Malaysia the fuck off because Malaysia felt like you're trying to say I'm stupid. How you gonna like make me the do girl? You know what I'm saying? Oh, we give her the information, tell her she can do what she want with it, but we know she's gonna run it back because she's stupid. And that's why Malaysia was so infuriated. To the point that when they were in Amsterdam, she picked up the table and threw it at Jennifer. That's nuts. Wait, man. A whole table. Yeah, but she did it in a really cute Gucci like sweatshirt dress. <laughs> it's like an oversized sweatshirt. And she had on it as a dress with a little red angle boot, which was just enough of a harlot, but like homely. It was such a balance. It was cute. great. Has anyone ever gotten seriously injured? I would. Uh, <laughs> well, you're injured by so many things. Emotionally, by maybe. Yeah, and visually by some of the I always ones. wonder, like, what if you throw that table and it connects? Mm. Oh, it did. It, like it hit her head. Yeah, it hit not her head. Oh, Malaysia, she didn't have time to aim, but it could have if she had given a little five, two more seconds. <laughs> it would have been dome action, baby. Sheesh. But it wasn't. It hit her arm. I always wonder, like, what are you gonna do after it connects? <laughs> the shoe dance. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do not after it connects. Because we are happy you deserved it. Jennifer stole some horrible lies, um, but outside of that, Cece, you know. <sighs> I'm just tired of CC and Kristen's storyline. I know this don't mean nothing to you, but I'm going to look at you while I talk about it, friend. <laughs> because they are literally on this show. and I just don't know who these people are. Yeah, they don't know who these people are. So thank you for your <laughs> contribution. Yeah, like oh, it's just okay. pointless. Like, But they're family. They're related. They, they're, one goes with the father. One is married to the son. And they both ride around the same age, which is the problem oh, wow. in and of okay. itself. But, yeah, so, you know, they tried to have a, a come-to-Jesus moment, but none of that worked. CC, and both the father and son are basketball players. Yep, coaches now. Wow. Byron Scott and his son, okay. Thomas Scott. And Kristen loved to say, don't nobody want to come see her baby, but in the same scene, well, next scene over, she's interviewing for a nanny, talking about this little baby is just too much for her to do, and the little girl is tearing shit up all over the house. Maybe they haven't come and seen your baby because you don't have you ain't disciplined her. The baby is bad as hell. Cute as hell, but bad as hell. Tearing everything up. You know how they put them baby gates up or whatever? The baby just learned how to walk, and they already got a scene of the baby going, and like stomping our foot and kicking the gate down the steps. I made that part up, but it wouldn't be too far <laughs> off from what that baby would do. Why is you have me really picture? Because <laughs> that's how I felt watching that badass little baby all over the thing. She And then she had her ass up oh on the God. counter. <laughs> Stop having your kids on the counter. Toya did that shit. 
They do that shit. Monique on Housewives of Potomac What's does that shit. Kids on the Get your kids and they feet <laughs> and them dirty ass daycare jeans with all them germs from everywhere. You sent your kids the clothes at the daycare. You might as well daycare. You might as well send your kids through TSA all day long. <laughs> oh you know what gosh. I'm saying? It's that kind of exposure. You know, it'd be all kind of shit running around daycares and shit. So you know, you got them up on the counter where you preparing the food. No wonder they sick all the time. Kids are like, want some juice. No wonder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of that. What else came on TV um, Power. this week? Power, baby. Celebrate no. good times. Come on. Dum, 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 dum. Somebody put on, uh, uh, I don't even know what to play. Superstar by Luther Vandross. Right. Bad Boy having a party. Let's play. What part is making you feel this way? What part? <laughs> so many parts. What part? First of the all, part. I felt like this episode was so thrown together. Did you not feel that it way? It did feel like a lot was going on. It felt like they were like, what was it that you said the other day? This, this might is going to be the last episode <laughs> of Power, so we got to put as much shit in there as we can. That's literally... A lot of shit got to go down. That's literally Look, what it felt like. And so like. then into school where Angela got to lay out all the shit, and it's like, wait, hold up. Now, it's too much shit happening in this one episode. And with Dre... In the shootout and running into the van. Signing Why the can't nobody kill like, him? I know, that was a little bit crazy. You could shoot him in a haircut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't even want him to get hit by the bullet in the head. He's the type of nigga needs to be humbled by the bullet whizzing through his mohawk. You know what I'm saying? Just send a couple through shoot there. Shoot him in the haircut. Shoot I mean, him in the haircut. That might be the only place you can shoot him. They couldn't catch him naked. Well, they I needed like, him what? alive. So Tommy obviously calculated but that. Even they needed him that, to sign that for yes, right, the paper. Right. So they couldn't really, they had to just scare him a little. But I'm talking about before that shoot when there was the, the hit. He was in there fucking his baby mama butt-ass naked. That scene was ridiculous. And they still couldn't even get him. I was like, this nigga ain't got no clothes. Nothing. And y'all ain't gonna get him? Okay, great. I know where I would have shot him, too. If anybody, I'm telling you right now, (laughs) if it's in my hand and you running on the other end... That means your back is to me, right? Oh, God. I, there's literally a target underneath all that. It's a bullseye. I know exactly where I'm going to put the high one. Jesus. Period, baby. That episode, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep on with power, y'all. Ain't, and don't it, ain't it piss it, friends? like know. they literally say, what can we do to piss everybody off this week? <laughs> it just feels crazy but now. But then it felt so good. So, <laughs> Angela. Well, if you shot. haven't watched so Power, Ooh, oh sorry. well, he said. <laughs> but no, it, was, it came on. And you should know by now. Yeah, fuck y'all. If you ain't watched, we can talk yeah. about yeah. it now. <laughs> Shit, all them spoilers been up. It's in the air now. Angela got shot. I hated Woo! that. That scene though felt so I phony. Did you see the way they spun around? So that she could get shot. I was like, it felt like a ballet. I don't know. It was. It was you saw much. the block. Honestly, friend. I didn't even have. I was so blinded by the light of joy. I did dance. You I didn't I even. Did oh my god! I did dance. What? I'm hoping she's dead. Oh. I was so happy. I was happy when I thought they was gonna kill her before. When and Tasha, apartment, yes. yes. <laughs> Tasha was like, you, you know exactly what the hell. This yes, is. yes. When, when, when Tasha unlocked the door, I said, "Oh, who's she letting in?" Baby. <laughs> and then when the Angela heard Tommy through. was like, "What?" and didn't even ask what the fuck Tommy was doing. There. I said, "She knows she's finna die, and when this is finna pop off." And, and I'm so happy Tasha's in there. with the guns what, face on her. Walked in with the questions, okay? And then <laughs> gave me the gun. She caused so many problems to so many people. 
To me, Raina's blood is on her hands. I'm just all And have the nerve to be up there and be like, and this is how you all want to repay me? I've done so much for all of you. It's your fault we all in this bitch. And now she's dead. And that's why I dance. But we don't know if she's dead. Well, now she's shy. You know how these shows go. I know how these shows go. You right, you right, friend. She gonna just be... (gasps) (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) And you did it to yourself. Oh, yeah. We're editing that out. (laughs) Ty, you already know. I don't even have to Ty, Ty, put the beeping (laughs) noise in. Beep our friend just said. Because that is funny, okay? That is funny. No! But yeah, so I just was so, I was so, you know what? So you know Power Come on Saturday night, right? Before we left Memphis, I got up and went to church the next morning. (laughs) I was so happy. I said, I need to go serve and praise in the house of the Lord right now. No, you didn't because you wouldn't have been able to get back in the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, I would like to go on ahead and give a MVP player um, to Keisha. Keisha is annoying as fuck. And I hate that Lala has to play Keisha, but at the same time, I love Lala playing Keisha. It took me a very long time to warm up, but Lala is the perfect Keisha because when that pivotal moment to decide if she was going to be down or if she was going to be was so down, phony. Like, she, how you like, not going to see a fun fucker pull a whole gun out the couch? Like, way out too couch. phony. Yes, yes, I know. Way too And then he put phony. it back off And put, slow, it, put it under the pillow instead of the couch. She's sitting next to him and didn't see his arm raise this damn gun. I just am so annoyed with Keisha always inserting herself and trying to be down. And it's like, well, bitch, now you have to be down. And it's like, are you going to be down? Like that whole, like, you know, now that you in this shit, are you going to be in this shit? I like that that was the whole moment because Keisha is always trying to be in the shit. And I hate seeing her in it. But I'm, I like that someone is opening Tommy up. And I hope that she can actually stay down and keep her mouth shut. Because the way that her and Tasha was going back and forth. I don't know, man. Keisha, she she be doing a little too much. If Tommy and light skinned Keisha have a baby, <laughs> it's gonna look like True Thompson, Chloe baby, because oh. wow. Tommy on power when he be when he be doing them straight on shots and like looking like squinting oh his eyes, God. he look like True Thompson. Stop it! And with Lala's addition, <laughs> that baby, that baby, that baby. If Tommy and light skinned Keisha have a baby, it's gonna look like True Thompson. <laughs> And Keisha's name on power is officially light skin Keisha now. <laughs> yes. I also like seeing Ghost and feeling like Ghost was on his game this episode oh. for, for certain for certain things. Like the way he came at Councilman Tate and let him know Halloween. he still needed to. And then the way he handled Tasha before he confronted her about Terry. I was like, okay, Ghost, you better, you know, pull up and say that you that nigga and remind us. But we already asked to know who Ghost is. So still disappointed at best. Naturi Nodden, excuse me. Tasha, well, yes, Naturi Nodden. Naturi Nodden is so pretty to me. I feel like she could do so much yes. better than Terry Silver. Oh, my God. Y- yes, oh my let alone God. Terry Silver in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Like, Tasha. Well, so, okay, question. Mm-hmm. The guy that plays him in real life, what was he on tour for? <laughs> that picture that went around with the sparkly you know, let shirt. Let me look this up right now. <laughs> Because this have you seen the Dustin? No. Please show it to Dustin. Oh my God! And someone, why do I have this picture ready? Because someone, someone tagged us in this. Tweeted. Oh, I, I got that it. He left I said Tasha to go on tour. <laughs> wait till it sounds. I can't wait up. to see it because Raina was at no, Black you Girls are, Rock. When I tell you, you're gonna scream. She, she was. was not. The crowd panted Raina. That's oh man. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's Jesus Christ Superstar. Are you being serious? Yep. I could, Dead ass. That's from Jesus Christ Superstar. You're se- I can't on ever everything tell I love. You're serious. On my on everything I love. Like that's from Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh shit. Wow. Who like people are crazy. <laughs> Yo, he's Tasha to go on tour. <laughs> And then that sparkly shirt. That shit took me out. Woo! And the picture of him on the train. Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah, it looked like he was asleep almost, or whoever that was. It's like Terry on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gosh, the internet's a mess. Well, we'll see. We'll see next season if Angela's alive. What's going to happen? I with hope she's dead. If Tariq finally get his ass beat. I hope Drake gets murdered in prison. No. I hope he gets murdered out of prison. Tariq's just going to be the new would. ghost. He's oh, yeah, he's the going in the protective custody. Scooby Doo, Scooby Dummy. Terry's going to be Scooby Dummy. Look, predictions. Mm-hmm. What do y'all predict? I predict Tommy and Ghost and Tasha and why was I about to call her Kiki? And Keisha Kiki. are about to she all really go to jail. That is Kiki. They're all going to jail. And Tariq is going to be the new ghost. Ugh. I think that Keisha's going to get pregnant by Tommy. I believe that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Keisha's going to get pregnant by Tommy. Tasha and Ghost are going to get back together and be like a force to be reckoned with. And we're going to think everything is okay. And then something else is going to happen. And then Kanan's son comes back because he was never killed. Was Did we see no, him No, Sean was, his Sean, body was, yeah, Sean oh, was, okay. he was folded up and never all that. Mind. <laughs> now, they can do, they some badass writers, but I don't know about that. <laughs> but remember the first time Kanan, quote unquote, died when he burned to death and then suddenly came back. Right. Who knows? Talking about get the strap. <laughs> <laughs> he was hanging around uh, Jukebox I just long. hate Tyreek. I know, I'm sitting with her legs open. Every time I think about Anika Noni Rose playing a part, I think about her sitting with her legs open. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Every time I think about it. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm just sick of power. So I can't wait to watch next season. You know, and be sick I'm of sick it all of, over oh, again. Oh, I can't wait to yeah, watch it. I'm ready for it to take its break. Yeah, I just need a break from being pissed I mean, off what, every it's week. going to be a year. I wonder how it is going to play out, though, because the new Latina entered the scene, and you could tell she was Oh, sick. the little girl. Well, well, no. She, you talking about her? How she came back? The one that um, remembered Ghost Voice, right? Well, I'm, I'm a double back on that one. But the one that had the thing against Angela, yeah, the oh, IA lady. Yeah, I could yeah. tell she I was not feeling that the fact that Angela didn't come up with shit anyway. So now that she's shot, I wonder if they're gonna like give her a better role now next year or whatever. But I just want Angela dead. I know they're not. Gonna, I know she's not gonna be dead. But they didn't kill Dre. I mean, so I they figured killed Kanan, so who knows? Yeah, but you know the way that they left us hanging, they, they're gonna have us in a tizzy on the first episode. Yeah. Angela, if Angela does die, I think that although we'll be so happy that she's dead, ding dong, the witch is dead. Mm-hmm. However, I think that's gonna cause a, a rift between Tommy and Ghost. Oh yeah, for and sure. then we'll have a whole season of Ghost and Tommy trying to kill each other, which oh, is gonna gosh, have my nerves on a trillion. Be... Like I don't want. I all think about it. We want them to but be on the same side. But this makes me sad. I really like them as best. Me friends. too. I do want to see and how Proctor. I want to see how he's gonna play next season. Now that he's like not in the middle of the ship, but he's still part of it. I want to see how Proctor plays his cards because he knows that he's down, but he still be trying to get out every chance. He <laughs> right. Gets. And I want the lady from When Keeping It Real wrong, Goes Wrong <laughs> to come back. Just because I always laugh because that's the lady from when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> I try so to look past that back. every time. And What's really hood, and she bitch? Says, right, when she, look, when she said when she makes certain bases and when she's like, like that peeved, bottom jaw. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like, we already don't have enough evidence to pursue this case. I'd be thinking like, 
That was hilarious. For those who don't know what we're talking about, because I forgot we always do that shit and don't ever explain it. That's from a skit on Dave Chappelle season two of the Chappelle show called When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. And that lady from Power. This is my favorite episode. It's played Brenda in that sit in that skit. And it was you got a good memory. Between I remember her name is Brenda. Because I love the Chappelle show. Between her and between uh Guillermo Diaz, is that his name, Huck? The dude that played Huck? Between him being on Chappelle's show, because they were funny as fuck on there. So the fact that they were funny as fuck on there and then came out to these serious roles like takes me out. Because every time every time I see Huck, I think about that nigga with the rap it up box or when they did that pop copy skit but then it's like it's huck though so i can't really put them as the same killer huck killer huck that's it you know i saw did y'all see that it was the um i don't know what anniversary maybe 20 years or something of new york undercover yes remember how amazing new york undercover was so good and i saw isa isa ray retweeted that and said that they're her soundtrack inspiration and it totally reminded me of how good the music what was the name of the club oh you know natalie's you know I don't remember shit. The club on In Living, uh, I was about to say on In, In Living, Living Color, Color. <laughs> on New York Undercover, which was one of the greatest shows of all time. All time. But they had that club where real artists would come in and perform on the yes. show Yes, oh my God. Oh my God. It's either Nadine's or Natalie's. I need to watch it again. Is it anywhere? I hope so. It's not on Netflix, right? Or Hulu or, I don't know. Is that it for a TV segment? Yeah, we're going to cut the TV off. <laughs> Now let's jump into this week's Black Business. What you got for us, Asante? I want to give a special shout out to Harlem World. Hey. Um, There are a lot of dope things that I found in my neighborhood and I feel like I have to share with the world. Uh, One of them was a bookstore that I stumbled upon while I was walking up Amsterdam and 156th Street. And it's called Sisters Uptown. I saw the bookstore, it says Sisters Uptown Bookstore, and I was like, well, who's Sisters? So I walked inside, and I was like, I see this is Sisters Bookstore, so I wanted to make sure it was one of my sisters. And she was like, yes, this is a black-owned business. So you can find them on Instagram, at Sisters Uptown, but the bookstore is in New York City. It's at 156 in Amsterdam, and their website is www.sistersuptownbookstore.com. They do weekly events. Um, The day that I went, they were doing a, a guided meditation later on that night there, um, they do like painting events, they do readings, they do all sorts of things there. And it's a really, really dope bookstore in Harlem. So it's black owned. Um, there is a there are a couple black there are a couple black bookstores in Harlem that are not black owned. So this is a black owned bookstore. I had Sweet. to shout that out. That's very true. Yes. Yeah, I know the one you're thinking of. Yes. So, you know, I just have to be open and honest about what's <laughs> what's real, because you know, if you know, you know. And I know, so I'm letting y'all know. So, yeah, go check out Sisters Uptown. The Instagram, again, is at Sisters Uptown. You can check out all the awesome things that they have going on. And pop by again at 156 and Amsterdam Avenue. That's it for the Black Business of the Week. So before we get out of here, do you guys have any church announcements? That's it for me. Nothing to tell as of yet. How about you, Dustin? Um, You can find me on CassiusLife.com. There's new episodes of Grown Man Shit um, that are still being premiered. Got some really exciting things coming over there, but you can check me there. You can also find me here at the Friend Zone. You can catch me <laughs> and Asante and Fran on September 22nd in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, oh, Canada, how great thee are, thou are. 
you know, and we can't wait. So I just want everybody to go to thefriendzonelive.com and get tickets to the rest of our live shows. Um, and that's where you can find me. And the other things that I can't tell you about, I'll be able to tell you about soon. Yay. How many episodes of uh, Grown Man Should Are There We now? have way over like 40. Wow. Uh, last time we counted, it was like 40-something. That's bugged yeah. out. You've been working. Make sure you guys watch every single one because every view Thank and all friend. that traffic counts towards Thank his you, branding. Friend. Yeah, so definitely support. Yeah, what about you, friend? What announcements you got coming up? Um, well, this weekend I will be at Joshua Tree. So excited to see you guys at my wellness stop. It's gonna be a beautiful stop where we're gonna be in the desert at the Integratron. So the Integratron. Ooh, that's gonna be pure magic. Cannot wait to see you guys and meet you guys and hang out with you for the day. That's this Saturday. And lastly, which I actually wish I had announced earlier in the episode, so hopefully you guys are still listening. Um, my series with Jarrell from Talkspace, our, my new collaboration with Talkspace called Ask a Therapist, will be debuting next week. But I'm still taking questions at Ask Fran and Jarrell. That's A S A S K. A S K. A S K F R A N A N D J O R E L at gmail.com send us in your questions please take advantage this is free therapy that i'm creating a platform for you guys to be able to tap into i know that therapy as much as we say it's important i also acknowledge that it is a luxury because not everyone has the finances to see a therapist weekly or even monthly so please send in your questions to ask fran and Jarrell at gmail.com and I have already started sorting through them. You guys have sent us amazing questions. Um, but there's always room for more because we're doing four episodes. So start sending those in. And I cannot wait to see you guys on IGTV where the series will be premiering next week. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be beautiful. Wait till you guys see the production space. Um, and just the project as a whole, I'm very proud of. I put my whole heart into it. So I can't wait to watch on IG motherfucking on TV. IG How TV. new now and next How is that? fresh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and thank you to Talkspace for the collaboration. I'm excited for the rest of the projects that we have coming up for the rest of the year. So tap into that. Please send your support. This is my support for you guys. So let's continue this ecosystem. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Thanks again to Calm for supporting this here week's show. Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Gives you the tools you need to live happier, happier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of Calm can change your whole day. Interested in trying? For a limited time, the Friend Zone listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash friendzone. This includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content, plus hundreds of hours of premium programs like daily guided meditations called the Daily Calm, sleep stories, which are like bedtime stars for grown-ups, and much more. Get started today at calm.com slash friendzone. That's calm.com slash friendzone. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.